Broadcasters in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep begins now. It is one minute and 15 seconds after the hour of five, and this the month of September. Wait, September? October. October. Yeah, October. Sorry. The year of our Lord, 2009. Thank you for coming along and making it part of your listening day. This is the Rick Emerson Radio Program, live from the plushly appointed yet not really ostentatious studios of Rock 101. KUFO in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It is 503-228-4101 if you would like to join us today. 503-228-4101. Or you can text at 520-51-520-51. You can also email if you like. It is rick at rickemerson.com. Rick at rickemerson.com. Sarah with an H at KUFO.com. Tim at KUFO.com. Or Greg Nibbler can be reached at Nibbler, N-I-B-L-E-R, at KUFO.com. I have no further explanation except to say that there was... There was a guy in a monkey suit in the back of the uh, in the back of the truck yesterday. You Apparently, mean he was wearing for... a tuxedo. No, I think I don't really think the monkey had additional clothing on. I think there was no there was no supplementary covering on the monkey. It was there for what uh, sounded like an extended period of time. Well, you were there, Sarah. You saw it up close. Oh boy, did I! <laughs> and so did Nibbler. <laughs> the thing is, they've been in that truck for so long now that I wonder if they've just started to believe that. I mean, that half of these things are just fever dreams. They're not even really happening. Like, you're sort of wandering in the desert, and everything you see looks like, you know, uh, it looks like an oasis or a casino, or, uh, you know. And it, it, in reality, it's just it's just the fact that you've been stuck inside close quarters with somebody from Gresham or Salem uh, for whatever, nine days now. Did you see Byron's article about the sort of the... Uh, it, the Byron did this article on his web, Byron Beck... Uh, where he broke out the contest kind of by the numbers, like how many hours they've been in, how many slices of pizza consumed, how many bathroom breaks, how many whatever. No, I have to see that. It really is staggering and horrifying when you see it broken out in, in such, such sort of statistical terms. I mean, it all just, just the sheer fresh hell of it just sort of uh, dawns a new on you. In any event, uh, I'll be out there today. And I will kind of reveal some more details on that later on when we talk to uh, Jessica and Katie when we roust them from their morning slumber as we uh, do every day. So Court and uh, Fatboy will be out there at uh, Survive It and Drive It today. Don't forget, you can be voting online right now, KUFO.com. You go to KUFO.com, you can vote online up until tomorrow, up until tomorrow at 4 p.m. And then we announce the winner tomorrow at 5 p.m. live at Dick Hanna Dodge, corner 4th Plain. And Auto Mall Drive. And uh, somebody goes home in a brand new truck, figuratively, if not actually literally, and somebody goes home with nothing. Nothing but desperate shame and failure. Not so. everybody can win. No, that's right, Tim. It's America. This is not an outcome-based contest. It's 503-228-4101, or you can uh, text at 52051. Coming up later on the day, Kelly Clark from the Willamette Week will be here. She's got another installment of food porn. This is going to be her second installment that is custom-tailored to Katie and Jessica as they uh, weather the remaining couple days in the truck. Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. We've also got a, a pass for two to the KUFO premiere of Zombieland, which happens tonight. It's 7 p.m. Lloyd Cinemas, and a pair of tickets for you to see Motorhead and the Reverend Horton Heat this Saturday at the uh, Roseland. 
Uh, we're joined today, as always, by the lovely and talented Sarah Excellen. Hello, how are you? Hello. All right, so do you remember um, a year ago when I was kind of convinced that my apartment was haunted? And I woke up in the middle of the night and my shower was turned on? Yes, yes. No, I didn't remember the haunting, but I do remember the showering. That happened again last night. Was it, The shower wasn't running all the way, though. It was completely on. So I woke up this morning and... um. And that's why I feel a little unnerved today. So I was by myself, woke up this morning, and I have these sliding doors that uh, close into my bedroom right. instead of like a door. One of the sliding doors was open, and I close them every night before I go to bed. And I heard this noise, and I'm like, what the hell is that? And I go into my bathroom, and my bathtub's completely full of water. You sure it wasn't that guy who broke in through your window before? I was just going to say, you're sure your ex-boyfriend didn't uh, find himself covered in scum at some no. point and he needed no. to give himself a quick scrubbing? <laughs> I make sure that window is locked. So the, inside, uh, the sheets in your bed weren't wet this time <laughs> No. So, the, bath, so the, the bathtub was full or the shower was running? The, the water was running in my bathtub. So the shower head wasn't running, but the faucet was. Hmm. That's odd. It was might really need to replace odd. a washer. Is this the yeah, same? Try and, try and explain that to yourself at three o'clock in the morning. That's, that's not same. anything scary. And that's the weird thing is it doesn't. I mean, even if there is a logical explanation for it, who knows? Maybe there is. Maybe there isn't. I. I mean, at three in the morning, everything is kind of freaky. Everything is terrifying no, before the sun comes up. I sleep with a fan on anyway, so I woke up and I'm like, "That's odd. My door's open." I'm like, "Why is my door open?" Because I, I remember like specifically closing it last night. And then um, I heard this like running water noise. I went to my bathroom, and sure enough, the water's going full blast, and my bathtub's full. See, the door opening, I guess you can almost convince yourself, well, maybe I got up in the middle of the night, or maybe I, maybe you're a sleep bather. But I didn't take a shower. I mean, I was in my pajamas and stuff still. But how would you know if you were asleep? Perhaps you, you got up and you took a bath and you got dressed again and you went back to bed. I think you could tell if you take a bath. I'm I'm just saying, if you took a bath, when did you go to bed? Um, like 9, 30, 10. If you went to, like, let's say you got up at midnight and took a bath and then went back to bed, you would be completely dry by the time you woke up at 3 a.m. I'm just saying, don't dismiss that out of hand. I You've done crazy things while you were asleep before. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I think I would know if I took a sleep bath. But I mean, but then bath. if I did take a sleep bath, I would have turned off the water. That's true. You wouldn't have just left it running. Had it had it overflowed? No, it didn't overflow. Thank God, I just used some Drano on my drain like um, a couple weeks ago. Does your uh, Does your bath have an overflow drain? In other words, if it gets to a certain level where the water is there a, a, a release? You know, whatever one of those holes where the water runs out so then the then flood. I don't know. I think they have to have that if they're built after a certain year or whatever. You know, there's like your sink has that. Like your bathroom sink will have a little overflow drain, so it, did, so it can't just, uh, you know, you can't fill up the whole house with that. But I know that it, but I, it was set on hot, and uh, by the time I touched the water, it was cold. Oh, that's freaky. Yeah, so did I you, don't know how long it had been running. Are you on the ground floor? Is there anybody below you? Yeah, there's somebody below me. Oh, see, now, that's the thing you don't want to think about, because if it had just sort of turned itself on, or, if, you know, if it, if it had turned on in some way that you can't quite identify, and then it just continues to run... You know the thing where you come home and suddenly your suddenly your apartment is now on the ground floor because the entire place has just gone and just fallen one level. That's bad. Don't think about that. That's creepy. It's really. Creepy. Was this the same place where it happened before? Mm-hmm. So this wouldn't be a specter that is following you from one place to another. No, this is, it happened um, like a little over a year ago. So it's what, around the same time last year. What kind of a faucet do you have? Is it uh, is it you, is it a kind that you turn or is it kind of you push up? Oh, you turn it. So it has like a um, like a handle thing. You have to actually. Turn it from uh, the right to the left. Tim, you're a slumlord, property owner. Uh, do you have any explanation as to how the faucet would have been turned on? I don't know. I mean, if there's some sort of temperature differential, it's not a thing where, like, the, the pressure or something could turn the faucet. No, it can't. faucets cannot turn themselves on. Well, see, so you would think. Uh, I, uh, I don't get any bad, like, feelings in my place, though. I mean, like, I was, even this morning after 
you know, I, I had heard the running water and my door was open. You know, I, I shut the door and turned off the water and laid down for another 15 minutes. You don't get suspicious feelings of dread in any rooms of your house? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. All right. But that doesn't make it any less unnerving at 3 o'clock no. in the morning. No, in fact, it makes it more unnerving because there'd be no, there's like no real precedent for it except for the fact that your shower seems to turn itself on at random times. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's 503-228-4101. Let's pay a visit to the news desk with your personal savior, Tim Riley. From the Alpha Broadcasting Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. Good morning, it's 5.08. Expect partly cloudy skies today, highs in the 60s. A phony bomb was used to rob the Chase Bank branch inside the Fred Meyer on Southwest Beaverton Hillsdale Highway yesterday afternoon. The robber claimed the explosive device was in the bag. Well, the bomb squad took a look, nothing in there. Bored Roseburg troublemakers splattered feces on a window in front of a life-size cutout of Barack Obama. Excrement covered the windows of the local Democratic Party office. This was the third act of vandalism at that same office within the past two months. However, there have been unrelated feces attacks on two other businesses in downtown Roseburg. I wonder if they just have more feces than they know what to do with, and so they're just having to come up with any... You know, it's like when you grow zucchini or something over the summer, and then you, you know, suddenly you have to find every recipe you possibly can for zucchini because you can't let it go to waste. Bob, we've got all this feces. I, we're just going to have to find somebody to throw it at. Well, the Everett City Council has voted to pass a tougher lewd behavior ordinance limiting conduct in public places. This is about the Bikini Barista place. Our residents turned up last night. Lots of fuming older ladies said... Really? It's rude and crude behavior that needs to stop. Her bare butt is parading right in front of my business, said Rhonda Bremmerd. The Everett City Council agreed to change its lewd conduct, practice saying it shouldn't be allowed in public places. Some people cheered the move. Others said more has to be done. I bet Rhonda's a real looker. I bet her husband's very satisfied with her then sex there's life. there's a woman named Chris <laughs> who said, I have the right not to see women bare-breasted licking whipped cream off each other's breasts and private parts and men standing up and watching it. Some area residents, including parents, said there's questionable behavior. I do not walk around my house naked for my boy and their friends to see. And I will not tolerate this in my neighborhood, trumpeted Jennifer. It is drifting into my home territory. It's dripping into her home territory? Uh, Drifting. Oh, okay. Uh, This is drifting into my territory, said Michelle. I don't want it. I'm sure that's a real loss, by the way, for Jennifer's friend, that she's not uh, parading around the house or the altogether. You, know, you said Everett, but then now where is Everett exactly? That's right outside Seattle, is it not? Right outside of it. It's like a suburb of Seattle. All right. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it's not like it's a, like it's a backwater, you know, rube-filled uh, you know, den of idiocy. At least you wouldn't think so. Well, it- well, it's, it's like they're Gresham. I, yeah, I guess. I mean, the, I like the idea that the woman feels that she has to specifically note that she has the right not to see naked girls licking whipped cream off one another. As though that's a thing they were just coming to her house and just demonstrating in her living room despite her protestations. Yeah, I thought you had to pay extra for that. That's a thing. It's not like, yeah, that's the deal. It's like it, it wasn't, it wasn't just coming with the, with the coffee. Right. That was a, you had to pay, you had to pay above and beyond the normal cost for that. Did I tell you that there's a, there's one of those places, I mean, not one of these uh, the places where they put on the show for you, but there's one of those bikini coffee places on the way, it's on uh, McLaughlin, it's on the way to like, um, I don't know, like if there's that CD game exchange out there, and then there's uh, so that car auto place, I think is headed up, but you, Greg, do you know what I'm talking about? 
I do, yeah. It's uh, I think there's like a Les Schwab or something near there. Yeah, it's like if you're headed, like, if, like you know, if you get past Reed and then you just continue to drive, and there's like one of those bikini, but it's never like a full-on business. It's always one of the shacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they really need to have here is they need to create, uh, they need to find a place that's not just a drive-through because then you're just going to get some skag, who, you know, who's exposed to it and then decides to a bitch about it. coffee shack. Yeah. Well, a sweet young thing that used to work at the grab-and-go went on television. She won't use her last name, but here she is sitting there. Uh, Jess said they were asked to do some questionable things working there. The customer or whatever would ask, I'll pay you to, you know, do the whipped cream off of the girl's breast. And the, it happened to me. It happened to me while I was working there. And the girl was like, let's do it. And I was like, no, <laughs> there's no way. Jess says her co-worker asked her twice to take her top off and do what a police investigation called the whipped cream show at the grab-and-go bikini hut espresso stand. She says customers offered cash to watch them lick whipped cream off each other. And you're making money, like, but it, something that really bugged me was how the guys would look at you, the, what they would say to you, um, try to take pictures of you. And that's when I was like, this is like, to me, like working in a strip club, I was like, I don't like this. She says she was lured by big tips. To her I'm, surprise, what? she says some girls <laughs> like, made hundreds in one shift. But in hindsight, <laughs> she said she should have left the first day when she was told to ditch the bikini. Do you I think? In my bathing suit, um, the next day he came in and was like, you need to put on pasties or you can't work here. She- that is a lot to ask. By the way, you don't go to work at a bikini coffee shop if you don't want to do that. And that, uh, that. She goes to work because the, the bikini coffee shop, like that was the legal part, right? Like it was always a place where you could just get some uh, some big boobed harlot to serve you coffee. It was the actual sex acts that, that, that came later. So she voluntarily took a job at the bikini coffee place and then goes on television, ending everything with Not an upward in, last name. Inf- inflected syllable, only going by one name and talking about how at the bikini place. She's, they sitting, always... she's sitting in front of a camera, refuses, like she will never be seen again. <laughs> And nobody will recognize And, like, nobody will recognize the girl with the huge cans that was leaning out serving them coffee every day. Jesus, God Almighty. And you know that they wrote that article specifically to say that the girl was lured by the big tips. That was... uh, Well, she she changed her resume. Now she was the stenographer at the... Big bikini coffee shop. Copy specifically written for that that purpose. All right. Uh, What am I... uh, Am I picking up line Mm -hmm. one here? So line one actually works now. It's not just decorative. There was that thing where line one blinked all the time. Even yeah, it, it, it seems like it's working. All right, let's, uh, hello, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. You're the first call of the morning. If you suck, it's going to cast a pall over the entire show, and I'll have no choice but to go home, sell it, and bereft. <laughs> well, I will try not to do that. Okay. Um, I was just calling because there's actually one in Vancouver, too. It's off of Fourth Plain. And the funny thing is that it's in, fr- in the uh, Skate World parking lot where all the kids go. Skate World. <laughs> but does anything reek of small-town suburbia like Skate World? Fourth Plain. So this is, I could actually go and... Well, I'm uh, going to go there tomorrow. I could get myself some caffeinated <laughs> sustenance on the way to uh, survive it and drive it. Fourth Plain and where, uh, miss? Um... No, I'm not for sure. Oh, don't lie. That's you convince no one with these claims of not knowing where it is. So, do you do you, have, do you know what it's called? Um, no, uh, it's called Twin Peaks. Really? Okay. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> I love this country, Twin Peaks. Hold on, I've just. Yes. Sir, do you have a pen? I've uh, I've lost my. Uh, my pen seems to have vanished this morning. I have no supplement. I have none either. Are you kidding me? Where did uh, the radio studio and there's no pens? And now of all times, now that I need, more than ever, now that I need a pen. I mean, having a pen is important. really, cr- I guess I've got a computer in front of me. I could write that down. Hold on a second. One second. All right. It's on fourth plane. It's called Twin Peaks. Yeah. 
right. And that's fantastic. Now, have you got, thank you, Greg. Have you uh, gone to this place personally? Uh, no, I have. I've driven by on my way to work. All right. Now, how do you know that there that it's a bikini coffee place? In other words, does it advertise because itself as that they, on the outside? They do. They have um, a board out there that says um, bikini barista. And uh, do you know anybody who is uh, who's patronized this establishment? Uh, my boyfriend actually went there and got a smoothie. Now, did he tell you in advance, hey, I'm going to that bikini place today? Or did he tell you afterward? Or did you beat that out of him at some point? <laughs> actually, I made the mistake of mentioning to him. To the place to him, and then he went afterwards. And he said, and it was just, of course, you know, it was, it was for his civic investigation. He had to see, he took an interest in what was happening inside his community. Right. He was very thirsty and needed a smoothie badly. Yes. Well, he was lured, <laughs> he was lured there by the prospect of giving big tips, I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm sure. All right, excellent. Thank you. Okay, just by the way, for the record, since we're doing an assessment here at the end, your call was fantastic. Therefore, it'll be a glorious program, and it's all thanks to you. Oh, well, thank you. I all try. Right. Thank you so much. Uh, all right, you're- there you go. The uh, Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101. KUFO. Straight ahead, we have more of you. Unsurprisingly, the ones we've, now that we've mentioned boobs, everybody's calling. So uh, we have uh, more of your calls on the way later on. More from Tim Riley. We'll talk to Steve Kastenbaum from CNN Radio in New York City. And we'll have tickets to see Zombieland. Stay right there. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show returns. This is Rock 101 KUFO. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Coming up later on this morning, Kelly Clark from Willamette Week. She'll be here at uh, 7 o'clock. Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com and a uh, pass for two to the KUFO premiere of Zombieland, uh, which happens tonight, ladies and uh, gentlefolk. At the news desk, it's your personal savior, Tim Riley. Live from the Alpha Broadcasting Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. Good morning, everyone. It is now 525. Expect partly cloudy skies today. Highs in the 60s. A sailor on a U.S. Navy submarine has been saved off the coast of Washington. A Coast Guard helicopter from Astoria was used to rescue the crew member. The sailor was pulled from the underwater vehicle. I guess that's what they call a submarine in a basket. The individual was later transported to OHSU. His condition is unknown. But that must be kind of hairy. You're already feeling bad, and you're being pulled out of a submarine in a basket. Yeah, I mean, it's got to it's be a, a, a strange sensation. Salem detectives are trying to get the DNA samples from an 18-year-old man accused of burglarizing more than 20 businesses in that community. Azeel Grover was arrested after police matched his fingerprints to those found on a cash register stolen from a YMCA. Now police are seeking to pin him to other cases with the help of a grand jury. He's already pled not guilty to one kind of receiving stolen property. Detectives hope to get more DNA to pin some other stuff on him. Well, this might surprise you. China Phillips is relaunching her musical career right now. Uh, that does surprise me. Especially, I'd forgotten that she existed until the other day when it came out that her sister was getting uh, pounded by her dad. Mm-hmm. Well, this time she's hitting the... Christian music scene. I thought she was already there. People report the singer is making her a comeback. When was she here? Well, apparently she was here with a ravishing career at one point. She's uh, teaming up with singer-songwriter Von Penn to form the duel China and Von. Does it? <laughs> well, that's creative. <laughs> I wonder how long it took him to come up with that name. 
Uh, the cow stills was already taken. See him at a, at a blackboard. China and Bond. Bond and China. <laughs> so this is the so this is the blonde chick from Wilson Phillips. Yeah, she's the, the pointy one. By the way, I should say, and, and she is one, and, uh, and her well, to the best of our knowledge, uh, and her head is all triangular, right? She's the one who has the like the weird pointy chin and the thatchy blonde hair. So Larry King last night was talking to Mackenzie Phillips, and they and I it was uh, either on Larry King or it was at the end of Anderson Cooper because one of those shows sort of blends into the other, where they were playing that weird that creepy song that they found from uh, John Phillips, uh, where he's singing about Daddy's little girl or something or other. So you could tell that Larry King though was just like it was the best day of his life that this story had uh, you know had fallen into his lap because he'd gone ever since the Jackson thing. Uh, sort of burned itself out a few weeks ago. You, Larry King has sort of been drifting at sea like an unanchored barge, just waiting for the next sort of scandal to come across. I mean, he was just like, he was happy like a pig in slop last night to be talking about Larry King, or to be talking about uh, Mackenzie Phillips. And then Anderson Cooper had this John Phillips song that they played right at the end of the show, which uh, I pulled some audio from, so we'll uh, get to that later on. So uh, China originally wanted her upcoming album to be a solo project, but her husband, Billy Baldwin, convinced her to partner with Mr. Penn. What do you mean, her husband, Billy Baldwin? It says her husband, Billy Baldwin. How is that possible that she's married? I thought William Baldwin was married to... Now, see, I'm doing that Maybe thing again where I think it's one. Stephen. Who's the crazy... Uh, who's the nutcase Christian? That's Stephen. That's Stephen. That's Stephen. Daniel's the druggy one. Billy's the hot one from... Um... Daniel's the, the fat one, yeah. right? Daniel's the fat one. Billy Baldwin's the guy from Sliver. Daniel's the fat rehab one. Steven's the god the one. Alf Baldwin's the awesome one. <laughs> Which one of you is successful? Right? Not so fast, anybody but Alec. So, all right. So Billy Baldwin was the guy who was in, he was in Sliver. Sliver and something else. What else was he in? He was in Biodome because that was also Stephen. I know we have this discussion like every 30 days or so. Was he in Backdraft? Billy Baldwin, I think it's entirely. Was he in bed? Was he the guy that was humping it on top of the fire truck with the uh, the girl when they get when the, the, the alarm comes in? That seems right. I don't know. Well, and I the humping against things and on things and I don't know, you know how that family is. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Phillips family tradition, Sarah. Uh, let's see. Let's get the hello. Hi, you're on the uh, Rick Emerson show. How can I help you? Hey, I was uh, calling in to give you a location of that Twin Peaks uh, barista. This is the uh, Bikini Coffee place. Yes. Yes. Okay. Where's it at, sir? It is about two blocks west of Stapleton on Fourth uh, Plain. All right, Fourth Plain, two blocks west of Stapleton. And is it actually now? Somebody has said that it's actually now called it's called Twin Perks, not Twin Peaks. Uh, I, that was the first I'd heard of it, and I was just driving down Fourth Plain, and I saw it. The only reason I ask is because I'll be headed. Coincidentally, it's almost They're as though getting a ton of advertising right now. <laughs> and it's like this was fated to happen because I'm going We're out to uh, a major traffic jam as we speak. <laughs> I'm going to Fourth Plain today for the survive and drive a thing, and but I can never find my way anywhere, so I'm just going to put this on my GPS, and then uh, I will let technology take me to where the breasts and coffee are located. Excellent. All right, I'll. Uh, it's, in the, it's in the parking lot of a uh, Golden Skate. Of course. And is Golden Skate, is that the community skate center where kids can go uh, buy drugs and amuse themselves on weekend nights? I believe it's a uh, skating rink, actually. Yes. Like, like old-style skating rink. It's like, a, uh, like this is an all-skate, and this is a reverse skate, and this is a couple skate? Right. All right. Oh, awesome. my God. They right. have a, um, a MySpace page. Do they? Yes. All right. Thank yes, you, my friend. Do. Yep. No problem. Bye. Bye. Thank you. What does it say? They are skanktastic. All right, I, let me look here. This is um, what is the uh, what is the actual address of their MySpace page? The URL is uh, myspace.com slash I think Twin Perks. Wait, hang on. Twin Perks. So this yep, is the same one. Yeah. All right. So this is in and this is in Vancouver. All right. Oh wow. What are they, what are they? Good, good God Almighty! Really? Are you kidding me? What are the breakfast specials? I um. 
goofing around at our calendar shoot. Look. Oh, my gosh. They're pretty oh. girls. I'm, uh, well, now, do we know for a fact that these are the girls who actually work? Oh, wow. Okay, so I'm looking, at the, uh, I'm looking at the photo section here, and um, these do look like the kind of girls that would be working at, I mean, look, I'll, I'll just put it this way. This is probably the cream of the Vancouver crop. Let's put it that way. That's this what is, it looks um, like. This is, Could uh, they be imported from other places? Well, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm looking here, and I'm, some of these girls do have the, um, they do have the Vancouver look about them. A couple of them seem like they might be there. You they know, got the sort Vancouver of, eyes. <laughs> they might be commuting from somewhere else. There is a shot of a girl who's my new best friend. Her name is Stephanie, and she's uh, leaning out of the uh, shack to uh, hand. And of course, they've they've got the photo of her, and she's handing this large coffee drink, and it's a, clearly a, like a stage photograph. But she's handing the coffee drink to another woman. Because she's thirsty. Because otherwise, the implication might be that it would just be creepy, horned-up guys that go there to uh, to leer at bosoms that don't belong to their wife, which I'm sure is not anything approaching the reality. All right, I'm going to file this away for further inspection. All right, here's uh, Tim Riley. Happy birthday to Communist China. There's 60 years old tanks and other heavy weaponry rumbled across uh, Beijing, along with goose-stepping troops as China celebrated 60 years of communist rule with its bigger-ever military parade a singer of its expanding global might. Uh, It's a joyful and solemn occasion, said many, and uh, we're helping them celebrate by sending all our jobs there. Excellent. It's 503-228-4101. Coming up next, uh, CNN Radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum will pay us a visit. Uh, We've got Greg Nibbler's Ball Talk coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. Kelly Clark from Willamette Week with another installment of Food Porn. And uh, later on, we will check in with Katie and Jessica at KUFO's Survive It and Drive It, happening at Fort Plain and Automall Drive. Stay there. Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show returns. And I have magic genitals. On Rock 101 KUFO. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. It is Thursday morning. It's 503-228-4101. Coming up later on, we'll check with uh, Court and Fatboy. They are on site at Survive It and Drive It. Katie and Jessica are now heading into the home stretch. You can be voting online right now at KUFO.com. Go to KUFO.com. It's the first thing you see at the top of the page. You click on that, and you uh, cast your vote, and the voting will go all the way until 4 o'clock Friday afternoon. The winner announced 5 o'clock Friday afternoon. I don't know how we're going to do it. I, I guess it's going to be sort of a big uh, the spectacle, but I wonder if... Because first of all, the, the, the Katie, and I'm not trying to bias the voting. I'm just saying Katie's got a car that's actually there, which I think I didn't realize until yesterday. I, got, I, I think if, I sort of just assumed that it belonged to a friend of hers or was like a family car or something. And it's actually sitting within sight of the truck. So she's getting out of the truck that she's attempting to win, walking like 15 feet over to the car, because that's where the smokes are, uh, you know, the, the, the getting getting her smoke on and then getting back in the truck, all the while sort of looking at one of her many, many, many vehicles uh, that is sort of sitting there. And then, oh, my God, it just occurred to me, too. Not only is that car sitting there, but her husband came to visit yesterday in another fully functioning car. Well, they are Americans, Sarah. Yeah, it was like, like a, a Volvo or something, like, yes. a, like a nice car. No, I don't want to hear about uh, Katie's Volvo. If it's all the same to you. At the news desk, it's your personal savior, Tim Riley. The Alpha Broadcasting Ministry of Truth. This is Tim Riley. Good morning. It's 544. Expect partly cloudy skies today. Highs in the 60s. Childbirth deaths are a common occurrence at the controversial Oregon City Faith Healing Church. The startling revelations are made by a longtime church member 
of the followers of Christ Church. A five-year-old Sherwood girl has been traumatized after being dragged 30 feet by a school bus, says her dad. The five-year-old's backpack was caught in the doors of the bus, but uh, her injuries aren't life-threatening. The school district has apologized. Did nobody notice that, the, the, hey, look at one, that, there's a kid the other, stuck in the door? One of the other students did. Uh, they fired the bus driver and have paid the little girl's uh, doctor bills and counseling. Boy, you know, when you, I, I think on South Park, whatever her name is, the, uh, the chick that drives the bus... That is not a stereotype. That is not a that is not an over the top depiction of anything. That is actually an accurate representation of what school bus drivers always seemed to be like when I was growing up. I never had a school bus driver that didn't seem like they were just one bad day away from snapping and driving us all off a cliff. I mean, they were just those people were just teetering towards a, the, the precipice of some mental implosion like all the time. There was something deeply wrong with them. Let's do uh, one more here, and then we will uh, speak with CNN radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum. Well, this earthquake is getting worse. The second powerful earthquake has rocked western Indonesia as rescuers struggled to reach survivors of the previous day's Tembler that killed at least 467 people, leaving thousands trapped under collapsed buildings. The death toll for Wednesday's undersea quake, which was a 7.6, expected to rise even further. Uh, At least 500 buildings have collapsed. A total of 467 people confirmed dead, 421 seriously injured, and uh, 376 deaths occurred in one place. Now, is this because, I, I'm not trying to uh, to make light of the situation, but is this because the buildings are just sort of structured poorly to begin with? In other words, like you've got a place like California where they have over the years figured out how to do everything within their power to make buildings relatively earthquake-proof. I mean, you know, the earth will knock something down if it really, really wants to. But, I mean, they're taking great pains to make sure the buildings aren't going to collapse the first time that there's a, you know, like a four-point, you know, uh, the earthquake or something. Well, it, it all depends on the magnitude of the quake. So how, what was the magnitude of this of This, this uh, was a uh, 7.6, and then they had a second 6.8. So everything's already teetering, and then oh. you get hit by a second and then you get one. The second that, thing. that does not happen in California. At least it hasn't yet. I saw the creepiest headline. It said there was a tsunami that actually knocked down a building somewhere, which I... That's like... See, that's like all my horrible yeah. Michael Bay nightmares come to life. No, that did that did happen in uh, American Samoa. That's not which is the good that. Samoa. At least it was in American Samoa. Is that the place where they just walk around in starched linen suits, looking like uh, Richard Attenborough all the time? Yes, that's the place. I mean, or did mm-hmm. it's five zero three two two eight four one zero one. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show, Steve Kastenbaum from CNN Radio New York. Hello, sir. How are you on this uh, fine Thursday? Pretty good. You know, I actually met the delegates from America Samoa, American Samoa, at the Democratic Convention in Denver. Uh, the, uh, well, see, it's, I was just going to say it's appropriate that it's in Denver because you know who campaigned for the longest time to be the American delegate to American Samoa was Hunter Thompson. I mean, through like three different presidential administrations, there, if you actually buy, uh, you can buy Hunter Thompson's books of letters uh, that he because he he kind of kept copies of all of his incoming and outgoing mail for about forty years, and. I think through, I think through Nixon, Carter, and Reagan, and possibly uh, up through Clinton, Nick, uh, 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 Hunter Thompson just nagged everybody, starting with Nixon and moving on, about wanting to be the ambassador to American Samoa. He just latched onto that, deciding that that was, uh, you know, that was re- really his calling. So, um, American Samoa is one of those places. I have no idea where it is, what it looks like, but in my head, it's just one tiny island with a palm tree that's in the middle of the ocean somewhere. It's a dog. very small. Uh, I, I, they're the smallest delegation uh, at the conve- at the convention, and. They have the highest proportion of people serving in the armed forces 
out of any other, uh, compared to any state or any other territory. So a higher percentage of their population goes into the military than any other uh, location within the United States. Not that you're not an educated man, Steve, but why do you know these things? Because I interviewed them. <laughs> oh, well, okay, fair enough. All right. I thought it was interesting to go talk to them, you know, hey, let's go take a look with the, and see what the folks from the smallest delegation are up to. It's like being the ambassador to the Confederated States of Micronesia, which sounds like it, Micronesia sounds like it doesn't even really exist. Micronesia sounds like some sort of a country from a Kurt Vonnegut novel that has accidentally been miniaturized and will eventually be inhaled by a small child. And then there's like the island of Palau, which is like sinking, right? I don't know. Yeah, they're in danger of, like, completely going under at some point. I think they're, like, six feet above sea level. Has somebody told them this, or are we just going to let it be a big surprise? They they, uh, they have been told. Uh, they, they're they a very, very small island population. I think it's something like thirty or 60,000 people. I can't remember how much. But they actually have a seat at the U.N., and uh, their entire representation at the United Nations is done mostly by uh, volunteers, like uh, uh, law uh, students, uh, public policy students, they all come together and volunteer to represent Palau at the United Nations. They just have interns from the local Toastmasters Club sort of uh, <laughs> coming in. All right. Yeah. Hey, here's a guy that I'd totally forgotten about, and then I felt like a jerk for completely forgetting about him, which is uh, the, the, the uh, Chesley Sullenberger, guy, the, the guy who landed that plane in the Hudson River. Yes. And he was a he. I mean, it was a huge deal. Still is a big deal. I mean, it's still very impressive. I was actually just watching some audio of it again this morning. The last time I saw that guy, he and the rest of the flight crew made an appearance at the last Super Bowl. And then we just, you know, he kind of fell off everybody's radar. But there was a big question about whether he was going to be flying again or whether he was, you know, whether he was going to get back in the cockpit or whether he was, you know, just going to be, well, well, F this, I'm out of here. I'm going to go golf for the rest of my life. But he is, he's going back to fly, right? Yeah, in a few hours, uh, he and his first officer, Jeff Skiles, will be back in the cockpit of a U.S. Airways jet. And they will be taking off for the same destination, Charlotte, North Carolina, that they took off for on January 15th when their plane flew into a flock of Canada geese. Both engines died and they land safely on the Hudson River. So they're going to hold a news conference at 11 o'clock, but uh, until then we, we have no idea how Captain uh, Chesley Sully Sullenberger feels about this. What did they uh, ever do with that plane that crashed? The last thing I saw... Unless I'm just hallucinating this, and I don't think I am, the last thing I saw was this really unbelievably creepy still photograph of that plane actually being towed down a road somewhere, like on a residential street. Like it was turning a corner between two Brady Bunch-style houses, and there was a truck that was just sort of motoring it down the, down the road toward its final destination. I actually saw some pictures online just a few days ago uh, taken by the company that, that has been hired to salvage to, to wreck the plane. Uh, and they've been documenting this, so it's it's really interesting. Some eerie shots from inside the cabin, uh, where you see that all of the seat cushions have been removed, and, you, and you're looking at it and you're wondering, boy, what are they doing with the seat cushions? And then you remember, remember, oh yeah, they they use them for flotation devices, yeah. And then there was that day and a half or something afterward for the flight where we were all concerned about the, the, the you know just going through a big flock of seagulls or something on uh, on takeoff. Have we now just gone back to the stage of acknowledging there's nothing we can do about that? Pretty much. I mean, they've been uh, implementing a new program around the New York City airports to try and mitigate birds. They use the word mitigate, but uh, can you guess what they're really doing? Mitigate uh, means nothing. 
Yeah, actually, it means they're killing them when I they thought, go. Oh. I was going to think. I was going to say murder. Oh, I thought. See, <laughs> I thought mitigate just meant sort of cross fingers and hope for best. But <laughs> mitigate apparently means uh, uh, to remove from the uh, to remove from the area altogether with extreme prejudice. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay. they're doing it, you know, uh, if they can, you know, if they can convince the birds to pick up and go, you know, through using loud noises and stuff like that, they do it. But if they've got some persistent birds, uh, you know, they are uh, uh, terminated. Well, you know what? We can't even convince the people on the island of Palau to go, and they've got larger brains, and also their island is sinking into the ocean. So <laughs> I would say that convincing something that has a brain the size of a kidney bean that, uh, you know, it's in its best interest to move elsewhere, probably going to pay limited returns, sir. Yeah. On that note, my friend, have a, a fantastic day, Steve. We will talk to you very soon. Take care. There you go. Steve Kastenbaum in New York City. Awesome. Straight ahead, we have more news from Tim Riley. Ball talk with Greg Nibbler coming up at uh, 640. Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. Kelly Clark from Willamette Week will be here with another installment of Food Porn. We'll pay a visit to Court and Fatboy, who are on site with uh, Survive It and Drive It, and a pair of tickets for you to see Motorhead and the Reverend Horton Heat. Keep listening. The Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101. KUFO. KUFO Portland. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us. Coming up at 620, Ball Talk with Greg Nibbler. Uh, 640, Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. 7 o'clock, Kelly Clark from Willamette Week. She'll also have another uh, exciting installment of Food Porn. So last week, she did a Food Porn breakfast, which was all like, you know, pancakes, bacon, waffles, toast, whatever. Uh, this morning, she's going to do uh, the sort of the opposite end of the spectrum. So she's got a Food Porn that she's created just for Katie and Jessica. We're in the truck at Survive It and Drive It. Uh, so Sarah and Greg, you guys were out there yesterday. Day, right? Yes. So has the, I mean, I don't even know why I'm asking this because I know the answer is yes, but has the stench gotten even worse it since is, we were there? It is so terrible. It, it re- is- yeah, it really is one of the worst things I've ever smelled. Like, it is horrible. <laughs> and Greg and I didn't even go in the car and we were driving home yesterday after the thing and we both smelled like the truck. What is it? it was Just like from it- being next to it. Like, I would smell, be like, oh my God, Greg, do you smell that? He's like, yeah, I smelled it. Was it one of the worst, was it the thing where like the smell is in your nose and then so for the rest of the night... It was everything was just kind of going through that prism. Yeah, there's nothing you can do to get rid of it. It's just you have to bore out the inside of your nostril like you've got the it's, polyps. It's just like it's so much worse than like rotten eggs or like vomit or like anything that you can <laughs> think so of. So much worse than fish vomit. in there is too. And, oh, it's just like it's, it's so much worse. Like I can't even describe. Is it the, the worst smell. thing you've ever smelled? It is the worst thing I've ever smelled. Greg? Oh, absolutely. Yes. And you don't even have to be next to the truck. Like we were like 15 feet away because we couldn't get close to it. And no. we only oh, God, went close to it when we it, had I'm to. Like smelling it. Are you? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, 15, 20 feet away, you can still smell that thing as soon as they open the door. Like it's the, a gigantic auto mall. Does the, uh, fortunately, the other customers don't have to be uh, exposed to this. Does, is it the thing, does the smell sort of permeate the entire area? Does it just linger sort of in the wind like a bad fog? Oh, yeah. 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 Awesome. Oh, yeah. It All was right. awful. Well, I don't want to give everything away uh, just now. I'll, I'll, we'll reveal the rest of this later on, but um, later on today, I. I have a sneaking suspicion that I'm going to end up being inside the truck uh, later this afternoon. Yeah. So the good news, at least the sun will be out then, so it'll have time to bake, you know, a little extra longer. Have time, you know, everything will have a chance to decompose just that much more before I get into the uh, backseat today. Yeah, there's so. no way I would get in that. Yeah, well. At all. You know, well, I figure that, look, it's, it's, it's going to wrap up tomorrow one way or the other. So the online voting is happening right now at uh, KUFO.com. We'll uh, uh, wrap uh, that all up tomorrow at 4 p.m. when the voting closes. Then the winner will be announced tomorrow at 5. Uh, this afternoon from 4 to 6, Greg and I will be out there, though, and I will be uh, I will be clambering into the vehicle probably at uh, at some you. point today. Well, Rick Emerson is a team player. Oh, and what I did notice yesterday is the moisture on the windows is now, like, 
tinted. <laughs> it's like, like a yellowish color. Dripping. Is it, is it like how when you're detoxing from cigarettes, your sweat turns yellow? That's exactly it. It uh, looks sticky, too. Like the walls are bleeding blood. Uh, let's see here. What else do we have? Oh, I've got, so I want to play this soundbite. I teased this yesterday. This is sort of apropos of nothing, but I, I did uh, talk about this, and I want to make sure that we get to it. This is from, I believe, somewhere in Orange County, where they were doing, it was like a, you know, kind of one of those town hall meetings, sort of like they have, uh, you know, about the, you know, the, about water reservoirs or about the, um, you know, school levies, or they'll have some sort of an issue where they invite the people to come speak to the city council. So there was a city council meeting happening uh, somewhere in Orange County, and a woman showed up because she wanted to talk about the, uh, like the sex education that was being offered to kids at area high schools, and she was very incensed about the nature of said sex education. Except there's a twist ending to this. So this comes to us from, um, I forget the uh, I forget the listener's name, I believe Eric sent this to us. So this is the unedited sound of a woman who was speaking at uh, a city council meeting in Orange County just uh, a short while ago. And these kids are not ready to be parents. Nor are uh, they this ready is the angry to have citizen. AIDS, nor are they, and they have to have this straightforward education in these grades. I don't think any of these people know that you can have sexual satisfaction without taking your clothes off. I, okay, embarrassment, I'm 56 years old and I'm a virgin. <gasps> I'm sorry. Technically. So she's, uh, has the bell gone off? I well, it, the bell has not gone off, but testimony should be relevant to the item before. So here's the city councilwoman intervening. And I believe the item you're discussing is what we did yesterday as Don't. to whether health would remain in the high school curriculum or not. So I, Okay, I, I'm sorry. It's I, on I, today's. I, I apologize. Yes, it is on today's item. On the so this whole speech is about six minutes long. Right. And she's giving this really long, uh, impassioned argument education about sex education in schools, climaxing with the revelation that she is a 56-year-old virgin, only to be told by the city councilwoman, I'm sorry, that's what we were talking about yesterday. Turns out that it turns out that it turns out the meeting she's actually at uh, when she's speaking right here is all about paving the streets. So there oh you go. Oh my god! And it was so on. Awful. And it was on television. Let's listen one more and time. These kids are not ready to be parents, nor are they ready to have AIDS, nor are they. And she's they a real have looker too. To have this straightforward education in these grades. I don't think any of these people know that you can have sexual satisfaction without taking your clothes off. I, okay, embarrassment, I'm 56 years old and I'm a virgin. <gasps> I'm sorry, technically. And you can hear the woman trying to sort of... The bell has not gone off, but testimony should be relevant to the item before. The item and the is item, and I believe the item you're discussing is what we did yesterday as to whether health would remain in the high school curriculum or not. So I, Okay, I, I'm sorry. It's on I, today's. I, I apologize. Yes, it is on today's but, item, on the item that was just presented right. by the oh, agency. And that dealt with uh, <laughs> the physical education requirements. And the best part is that she's at a podium in the middle of the room, and it's sort of like an in the round. It's like a sort of a rotunda kind of a thing. So there's people. Do you have the video? Do you, oh, I have. I have the video. If you want to watch the video, I, I, can, I need uh, to see what this woman looks. like. I need to see the awkward. She looks like a bus driver. I mean, she looks like a woman who it? you've latched on a bus driver. Uh, well, we were just we were just talking about school bus drivers, and that's what she looks like. She's sort of large, and she has like black frizzy hair, and just kind of I don't know. Seems like she kind of stinks like an Avon decanter. Uh, but, but so she's sort of in front of this crowd of people and there's no way for her to just kind of go, then I'm gone and vanish 
Like she's she's got to try to find a way to gracefully exit as the city councilwoman is having to explain to this 56 year old virgin that not only has she just admitted that on television, but she's actually done it for no reason at all since they are discussing street paving that day. So there you go. So in your darkest moments, you can just be glad that you are not that woman. At the news desk, it's your personal savior, Tim Riley. Live from the Alpha Broadcasting Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. You know, I was hoping to find another bus driving story here because I knew I had a few of them. It'll just have to wait till later. Uh, yeah, it's going to wait till later. How about this bus driving story from our text messages at 52051? Hey, there was a school bus driver when I was in high school. She came to our party, she'd bring alcohol, and she would have sex with the guys as birthday presents. She was awesome. Who can disagree, sir? Uh, hello. Hi, you're on the uh, Rick Emerson Show. How can I help you today? Hey, Rick. I was uh, calling in. You were talking about the stench of the truck. Yes. I was just at the cell, uh, Shell station right across the street from it, and uh, it was wafting over there. Uh-huh. And the Shell station's like 200 yards away. So you could actually smell the truck even though you were across the street, which is separated by about four lanes of traffic. So you got exhaust. Not, you got a- uh, Across uh, Automall Drive, not uh, Fourth Plane. Oh, okay. All right. But so, but I mean, still, but you're on the other side of, I mean, yeah. you're on the other side of the road. Street. And you're able to actually smell the truck. And by the way, that's with the doors shut and the windows rolled up for most of the day because there's the street teamers don't want to be smelling that truck anymore at all. Um, the other thing I had is uh, you said you might be in the truck. I've got something that'll uh, or a technique for not smelling it. Is this like the Silence of the Lambs thing where I have to put the mint jelly underneath my nose? Yeah, it's a uh, petroleum jelly, like Vaseline. All right. And this is like it's like a Vicks vapor rub kind of a thing, and I just put it underneath my uh, underneath my nostrils. Underneath your nostrils or inside your nostrils, either one works. You know what's great is that I was just totally guessing that because that's the only method I know. I have no to my to my knowledge, there is no other method for blocking out uh, you know unpleasant odors. I only know that because Silence of the Light, like everything else, it just uh, my knowledge there simply comes from uh, from movies. So I could just pack my nose full of uh, Vicks, and that might do something to ward off the uh, the smell from inside. Okay. Thanks so much. <laughs> Whenever you talk about sense of limbs, all I hear is that ching, like that, that camera sound. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, shaped pattern. Star shaped entry wound. Oh, God. Here's, Speaking of that shell station across the street from uh, where this is taking place, it was the first time in 10 years I pumped my own gas. I was sitting over there the other day. Where's all the help? And I realized <laughs> I'm in Washington Dude, State. You angri- pumped your own gas here. Angrily honking the horn. No tip for you. I will actually go out of my way. I will drive. I'm kind of a compulsive um, gas tank filler because I hate to ever. If I start getting below like half a tank, I get really nervous because I ran out of gas once uh, on the highway when I was, I don't know, maybe 18, 19. And that totally, that kind of scared me straight in terms of keeping, you know, lots of gas in my car. So I will never, ever let it get below a quarter of a tank. But I will go out of my way. I mean, it doesn't matter if I have to drive five miles in detouring uh, traffic. To get somebody to pump my gas here in Oregon, I the thing about living in Oregon is it just completely ruins you for going anywhere else because going to another state and having to pump your own gas just seems like the most arduous work. I mean, it just seems like the most impossible thing. But what do you mean? I got to pump this myself? Come on! I mean, it's not enough that I've got like a like I've got a magical contraption that by pressing a lever will take me at seventy miles an hour in whatever direction I want to go. The idea that I might actually have to open a door and get out of the car for two minutes to put fuel inside. I mean. 
I've basically got a gigantic magic box that runs on dead dinosaurs that will take me anywhere in the country I wish to go with almost no effort. But the idea that I might have to stand up straight for about three minutes and put gas into it, it's just it's too much. It crosses a line for me. Here's uh, Tim Riley. Well, good morning. It is 6.13. It's going to be partly cloudy today. Highs in the 60s. Gresham police have shot a bandit with beanbags. He wasn't worth real bullets. Now, after the masked man robbed a deli, the employee jots down his license plate. The cops say, hmm, why don't we wait for him to come home? So they did. And the guy spots the cops. So he takes off. He wrecks his car and says, uh, just shoot me. They did. And they shot him with beanbags. Uh, Comcast has fixed a problem known as tiling which is a blotchiness on some channels. Everything kind of freezes. It's affected many customers over the past few days, but now the problem has been solved, so stop complaining. Uh, Sarah Palin's going rogue in American life has landed at the number one spot at Amazon.com, even though it's not for sale till November 17th. People have been told over and over again she did not write this book. She did not write this book. She did not write this book. Yet, people think she's a modern-day Hemingway without reading a word. So it's uh, 400 pages about her life. 400 pages. 400 pages. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it was written by some ugly pie-faced woman. And, <laughs> Wait, but what, is, this, is this just the, um, is this the supposition of the news department? Are you hypothesizing, or is this actually... No, I, I saw her picture. Have, have you seen said woman with pie-face? I have. She's on uh, Gawker.com today. Here's the thing about pie-faced woman. I don't even really know what that means, but I know exactly what it means. I can conjure yeah. up exactly what she looks like without even really seeing her. Do you have a uh, photograph? I do. I haven't posted it. If you go to Gawker.com, it's not right. I'll, uh, I'll try. Let's do uh, one more here, and then we will uh, take a break, and we'll come back with ball talk. This is terrible. The richest Americans are g- going broke. Bill Gates lost $7 billion. Warren Buffett, $10 billion. Uh, Lars Ellison, unchanged. He didn't lose a penny. Who's Christy Walton and her family? Oh, that's the uh, Walmart family. They lost a billion. And uh, Jim Walton of Walmart, he lost $3.8 billion. So the uh, second richest person on the list, Warren Buffett, saw the biggest financial decline in the past year. $10 billion. Jesus, God. What are these people going to do? Uh, final text message here for this segment says, uh, Rick, I am a school bus driver, and while I am in good shape, most of my coworkers are masses of squishy humanity. <laughs> and he finishes by saying, our transit union picnic was atrocious. <laughs> uh, there you go. All right. It's uh, 503-228-4101. When we come back... Picture of the pie-faced woman who actually wrote Sarah Palin's book. Ball talk with uh, Greg Nibbler. Mr. Skid from MrSkin.com coming up at 640. And we'll check it with Court and Fatboy at Survivor to Drive It. Stay right there. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show returns. This is Rock 101 KUFO. So you're saying that my clothes might be totally unusable once I go into the truck today. I'm saying you're going to have to burn them. <laughs> I can just give them to the... Uh, well, that's what street teamers are for, right? I can just sort of... I can make them hold up a towel while I change afterward. But, you oh, should find oh, something disposable to wear. You know, damn it, but here's what I did. Here's what I didn't think of. When you talked about wearing something disposable, I never put it together, though, that I'm going to drive out there, and if I'm in that truck, I would then have to drive home in my own vehicle. Which will then and have the smell the of the smell. truck transferred into it. I never really, I never made that connection you to my head. You have to burn that car afterwards. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's never going to go away. It will never go away. And you don't want to go and change in the porta potty either because the engineers will trap you in there. We should offer them, <laughs> we should offer either Katie or Jessica a conjugal visit today and see if their significant other oh. takes it up on them. 
Say, like, look, you can uh, you can come and have relations with Katie right now if you'd like, but she's not allowed to bathe. <laughs> what? Oh, like that's so out of line, given the fact they're living in a truck. I am what? feeling so nauseous right now. Fifteen minutes in the back of the truck. Fifteen minutes of paradise. <laughs> I wonder if they'd take it. I wonder if we offered Katie some sweet uh, oh, love you know, from her uh, from her man. And I come on, you know she would. And the only reason I'm seizing on Katie right now, so to speak, is she that, has a significant other. I, and you know, and, I, and Jessica is who uh, drove up in their second family vehicle. P.S. Well, we could offer that as a sort of mobile love shack for them. A sort of uh, a shack, uh, more uh, on wheels. I mean, just- I'm just saying she's not playing the game very well. She's like sitting there like telling the sob story about needing a vehicle for her business, which we still don't know what it is. And meanwhile, she has one car parked outside the entire time. And then her husband drives up with another car. Is she sort of like the, uh, yeah, when you have two vehicles on site and well, yet you're complaining that you need a new truck. It, one it car is, is just with storing cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> cigarettes and shrimp. <laughs> She's like the Veruca salt of survive it and drive it. All I've got are three guinea pigs and a gerbil and two zebras and a shark and a whale and 15 ocelots. <laughs> All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is uh, that time. Oh, I'm sorry. Rather, before we do that, though, let's uh, find out uh, what uh, Tim Riley is tracking at the news desk this morning. Well, even though the economy is going bad, a stunt school in Seattle is doing terrific. They learn, you learn to set yourself on fire and survive. You jump off buildings. Uh, have rocks uh, run over you? It's fun. We'll uh, take a look into that in just a few minutes. And Michael Vick is back with Nike. All is forgiven. Well, all right. Uh, without further ado, it is time for Ball Talk with Greg Nibbler. All right. We've got a few different things to talk about. In Major League Baseball, the Phillies have clinched the playoffs for the third year in the row. In the NBA, NBA players will no longer be allowed to use social media networks during the game. Uh, last season, there was a lot of people, a lot of players in the middle of games uh, using Twitter and Facebook, including Shaquille O'Neal and Mark Cuban, who would complain about refs' calls right as the game was going on. They are no longer allowed to do that, and they're going to be uh, fined heavily should that go on. In the uh, NFL, like uh, Tim just said, Vic is back with Nike. After two years being out, uh, he has been re-signed with Nike, and I imagine Tim Riley's going to have some more news on that uh, here in just a few minutes. Also, Derek Anderson, the former Oregon State quarterback, is back as quarterback with the Cleveland Browns. Finally, after only three games uh, of losing his starting job to Brady Quinn, absolutely one of my most hated and despised people of all time in the NFL, uh, Derek Anderson is back. Brady Quinn is one of those guys, I, I know I talk about how I hate Tom Brady, but Tom Brady is actually successful and has done a lot of things. Brady Quinn has done nothing, yet thinks he should be treated the same as Tom Brady. And this is, uh, this is one of the main reasons why I hate him. Also, during the uh, NFL draft a couple of years ago when he was drafted, he thought he was going to be one of the top like three or four picks. And he ended up falling all the way to number 22. And the entire time they had the camera on him, and he starts crying. I mean, he's practically crying. He was basically crying on national television. It was, it was awesome. I just wanted to say that. I, I, okay, I just continue to find uh, amazement in the ways that you're able to work crying into sports stories that don't really seem like they're going to go that way initially. I just love uh, Nibbler's unfiltered evil. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, Brady Quinn, I, I will watch him. Is he as good looking was... as Tom Brady? I don't think anybody's uh, as good looking as Tom Brady. Yeah, you'll have to you'll have to be the judge of that. I don't know. It's hard to tell when he's crying like that. Um, and uh, so uh, tomorrow we're going to have some more NFL news, and we'll also find out which college football fans will be crying this weekend. Uh, there's a lot of them, I believe. There's been a lot of upsets in college football, and I think we're going to have a, a good uh, a good cry fest this weekend. And uh, the Timbers are starting their playoffs today at Vancouver. Ooh. 
Um, this is part of their uh, two-game semifinal round here in the USL First Division playoffs. So they play one game up there tonight, and then they'll play the second game here on Sunday at PGE Park. And uh, the, whoever scores the most goals between these two games will get to advance in the round. And so, uh, like I said, that's Sunday, October 4th at PGE Park is the game that's going to be here, presented by Spirit Mountain Casino. The kickoff is scheduled for 4 p.m., and you can still get single-game tickets for the semifinal match for 14 bucks in advance. They're on sale at the PGE Park Box Office Area Ticketmaster locations online at Ticketmaster.com or by phone at 1-800-745-3000 or by calling right now at 503-228-4101. Caller number 10 will also get hooked up with a pair of tickets to go check out the Timbers in their first USL First Division semifinal round playoff game. Uh, presented by Spirit Magazino, October 4th at PGE Park. There you go. That is uh, Greg Nibbler's ball talk. By the way, I think you guys are dismissing this conjugal visit uh, thing out of hand uh, just a little too quickly. I don't think you're giving this the proper consideration. I'm just picturing like a lot of rocking and uh, yeah, stacking together. bouncing up and down no. of that truck. Well, I wouldn't be in the truck, probably. Well, we could cover the bed, are I suppose. Are you kidding me? You're going to be you, in the truck? You'd have no, to no, be no, interviewing I'm- him. Well, no, I'm not going to interview them during the conjugal visit. What are you I'm just sick? saying. That's disgusting, Oh, yeah, Greg. yeah, that's far I, I'm clearly a That's over man. the line, sir. That is over the line. No, I'm just like, what if, for example, you got to figure, it's not, let's not just think about Katie. Let's think about Mr. Katie, whatever his name might be. Um... I mean, he's uh, he's gone without the soft, loving embrace of his of his special someone. I mean, they've got 15 minutes every few hours. I mean, how much time could they possibly need? It's been two weeks. I mean, it's bing, bam, boom, done. They're allowed seven minutes in the porta potty. That's or in heaven. <laughs> There were beer cans in the porta potty there yesterday. There were beer cans. Okay, so that's how the whole like engineer thing happened. Did they, they tape you into the porta johns? Taped, they tried to tape me into the porta potty because I I went in there and I looked and there were empty beer cans inside of the porta potty. Like they like somebody is somebody been, leaving beer for somebody else inside the porta potty. There were empty cans inside the toilet. Is one somebody of the residents of the truck an alcoholic? And is somebody like? Uh, the cow is in the barn. Repeat, the cow is in the barn. And then, like, the next time there's a bathroom break, somebody uh, somebody goes and pounds down a few uh, long necks. No, so I thought it would be funny to have Nibbler, like, come and take, like, video evidence of it. And then I had used the facilities very quickly. And then before I knew it, I hear um, duct tape being unwrapped. <laughs> the telltale sound of... <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> so I, I try to open the door. Of course, it doesn't open because it's been duct taped by an engineer. And so I had to kick the door open. You had to get you're all, you're all Jennifer Garner and Alias just yeah. the door open. Why were they ducked? Had you had you angered the engineers, or are they just bored? No, I thought we were all buddies. So I think they were just bored. I think they're no. bored out of their mind. Yeah, the engineers left to their own devices are bad, man. Because they do, yeah, they'll just sit and build doomsday devices and tape you into a portable wizard. No, I think we're all just messing with each other. And then I happened to be the person to go into the restroom at the right time. I'm just saying they've got the truck there. They've also now Katie's got a car. Are you still talking about the conjugal visit? I just want to see if they do it. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I just really, I would, well, I'm just curious talk- to know if they would take advantage of that offer. All right. Well, when we talk to Court and Fatboy, we should have them ask Katie if, if we would, if we allow her a conjugal visit, if she'll take it up. Let me just go around the room right now, just before we oh. break it. Let me ask you this. No, no, no. If, if we offered Katie and her man uh, 15 minutes of special alone time, perhaps in a vehicle with uh, curtained off windows of some kind, or maybe just a tarp, uh, do you think that they would take it? Sarah? I think she'd want to, but she wouldn't. You think that she would say no? You think he would uh, say yes? And she'd probably say, no, 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 I, Mama's going to wait. I, I think he'd say yes. I saw the interaction yesterday. I believe that uh, 
What do you mean he'd say yes, but she wouldn't? What I is think it? the lady oh. wears the pants in that in that relationship. Yeah, I don't think he would care. Okay. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> He'll just do what he's told. I'll just wait for further instructions. Tim? I agree with Nibbler. All right. You feel that he would probably, he would go whatever direction she told him to. The, the, he has no choice at this point. She, she, is, the, <laughs> she, is, the, she is the wind that, uh, you know, that... The, Never mind. I shouldn't finish that yes, sentence. Don't. I was, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he. Uh, there's no way to finish that without being profane inadvertently. Hey, Rick, are we doing ball talk now? Yeah. <laughs> Coming up next, Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. Seven o'clock. Kelly Clark from Willamette Week, and we'll check with Gordon Bobby. They are on site at Survive It and Drive It. Don't go anywhere. It's the Rick Emerson Show. The Rick Emerson Show continues next on Rock 101 KUFO. <laughs> on Rock 101 KUFO. It's Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Coming up in just a few minutes, we'll talk to Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. Oh, by the way, uh, I forget what we were just talking about during the break, but it reminded me of this. Have you gone by the safari on Powell anytime recently? Try by that Motel 6. No, and I know where the, no, I haven't in a while, though. Something else. There's the uh, there's like that Wendy's or whatever there. Anyway, so there's a, it's a strip club on. Uh, Greg immediately nods. Just, uh, he knows it intimately. Ah, it's on the way home. The, uh, the You sun- actually have to go inside, mm-hmm. inside the drive-up? I'm sorry? You have to go inside to the strip place? Well, it's no Vancouver, Tim. Southeast Portland has got a long way to go before we match the metropolis that is Clark County. By the way, let's not delude ourselves. I will be going to that... the. The boob place today, the uh, the, the Twin coffee perks. Twin Perks. I'm sorry, the uh, yeah, the, I guess there's coffee there as well. Boob place. <laughs> um, pardon me, I'm looking for the bosom shack, but uh, I will be going there today. Maybe I'll do a little uh, little audio report as I uh, as I drive through. No, and by audio report you mean secretly record them. Well, see, why do you have to put it that way? Why does it turn everything ugly and make it all creepy sounding? Yes, I. Uh, well, no. Now I see. Now I can't see. Now it now it looks like we're engaging in some sort of a um, engaging in some sort of a conspiracy to secretly record. Um, They're already attention whores. They'd be excited that they'd be on the radio. I was just gonna say. I like. I I guess my thing was I didn't want to be creepy about it. Like I didn't want to drive through with a camera. You know, be like some other guy at the at the bikini coffee place. You know, hand somebody a can of whipped cream and video camera. Hey, uh, so uh, you could give me my change, or you could just uh, work for it. I mean, I didn't want to. You know, I didn't want to be that guy, but I figured that I would say like Rick Emerson reporting for Rock One Hundred One KUFO, going through the bikini coffee. Oh but but now God. I'll just have and to recreate flash your, it. your press pass. Like, <laughs> uh, hi, ladies, I'm here from KUFO. If we really wanted to be a kooky morning show, uh, we would get uh, myself and uh, Greg, and then perhaps uh, Brent. And uh, we would all work the coffee shop place ourselves, and we would offer to show our uh, our breasts to people for uh, you know for money. And then everybody would go, "Oh, that's insane!" It wouldn't be that insane. The point is, no. I was driving by the safari yesterday. Uh, I don't know whenever it was on the way home, and I passed a sign up front. This is really a big build up to like just a small payoff, but it has a full on Arrested Development sign up front. It just says. Come see hot bartender. That's all it says. There's, there's like Look no. Yeah, there's no articles of any kind in the sentence at all. It was really like it was written by Yakov Smirnov. Come uh, see hot bartender. Michael, it's five zero three two two eight four one zero one at the news desk. It's your personal savior, Tim Riley. Live from the Alpha Broadcasting Ministry of Truth. This is Tim Riley. Good morning. It is six forty eight. It's going to be partly cloudy today. Highs in the sixties. Get ready to welcome the swine flu vaccine to Oregon. It's going to be here next week. It'll be uh, in a refreshing nasal mist. And it can be used by most healthy people between the ages of 2 and 49. What about everyone else? Well, you know what? The president's plan is for older people. They're not included. 
Uh, Michael Vick is back with Nike. The Dong Levin role model will be involved in shoes and apparel. Uh, They're negotiating with Roman Polanski to do something with children's shoes. But what, is, what does that mean when they say he's back with Nike? Greg, what is it? Does he have a line of clothing or did he? He did. He had shoes, clothing. He had all kinds of sponsorships beforehand and a, and a huge stuff with Nike. And apparently, yeah, he is. they have re-signed him. They dropped him two years ago once he got uh, convicted. What, I with think. the dog killing and all? Yeah, they didn't drop him right after he got charged, though. They waited a while before they actually dropped him. I mean, look, far be it for me to interfere in capitalism and, and all that, but I just I can't imagine anybody buying Michael Vick stuff like I, and I'm not saying that people oh, people are already supporting him I mean it's see it's but weird. is that true like do you know anybody who's really actively in favor of Michael well, what, Vick what team is he on now? A- anybody from Philadelphia he's well he's with Philadelphia but I mean one market does not uh, does not a successful uh, clothing line make I would think I, I think they're basing a lot of it on the fact that there hasn't been a lot of protests uh, or anti there's Vick sentiments so. there hasn't been any pushback against like ticket sales or anything yeah I mean clearly like America doesn't have any problem embracing you know the criminals and thugs of all varieties but it's like, the, but the, the Vic thing just seems different to me. It it's seems evil. That's oh, you mean, he's just a because bad, bad it's man. tasteless. Well, I mean, it's like, in other words, the, you know, that Americans were just the people. Human nature is just weird about that stuff. Like, you know, you get a guy, he could probably go shoot somebody in the face, and people would be like, "Well, yeah," but the guy had it coming, you know. And then he'd go buy his shoes or whatever. Yeah. But the dog thing, I think, crosses a line for most people. Let me put it this way: uh, apparently, not here. I, I think it that, does for me. That's unforgivable. See, that's and like people will go see. The, the, the people go see uh, the Eagles play because that's the you know that maybe they've been fans of the team or that you know that he's only one guy on a team of however many so in other words you know he's he's one component ingredient but it's like the idea that somebody will go to the store and buy something that is like Vic shoes or Vic jersey at this point let me let me bottom line it for you guys if you ever wear anything that says Michael Vick on it you will never get laid again ever. Ever, ever. You will never find a woman who will put out for you uh, to the end of your days if she sees you wearing something that has Michael Vick on it. So let's just word to the wise on that. If you if you ever want to score again, you just uh, leave those at the store. What about a lady who wears like a McKinsey Phillips bedroom slippers? Now that's just hot, Tim. Here's Tim Riley. So Portland is number four on the hottest destinations for youth. We attract a lot of creative types here. Number four, that isn't bad. It's all because it's easy to uh, like live on somebody's couch or sleep under a table for a while. And Seattle is number one in time with Washington, D.C., all because uh, the Emerald City of Seattle is a high-tech and lifestyle mecca. Also, 20% of uh, Seattleites have a master's degree, the highest of any other place. So young people are flocking here by the uh, by the thousands, apparently. They are. And uh, the job market uh, is looking better in Seattle, as a matter of fact. How would you like to uh, fly around with your clothes on fire, plunge 50 feet into an enormous airbag, or be uh, catapulted through the air? More than anything. Well, then you want to enroll in the International Stunt School. It's a big deal in Seattle. And uh, you sign up. And let's see here. It only costs $4,000. You have to be a minimum of 20 years of age. Uh, Let's see. You recognize that performative stunts can be dangerous, and you accept the inherent risks associated with stunt training. And this is in Seattle you can do this? Right outside of Seattle, Mukatillo. So I can so I can live out all my uh, Burt Reynolds is Hooper fantasies. Mm-hmm. All right, it's 503-228-4101. Coming up at the uh, top of the hour, we'll check in with uh, Court and Fatboy at the Surviving and Drive It at the uh, Dick Hanna uh, Auto Mall, Dick Hanna Dodge, corner of 4th Plain and Auto Mall Drive. Uh, also, Kelly Clark from uh, Willamette Week will be here with uh, Food Porn, and we will check in with Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. Back after this, it is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Don't forget, sometime before the end of the show today, you're shot at tickets to see Motorhead and the Reverend Horton Heat and a pair of passes to KUFO's premiere of Zombieland happening tonight. Don't go anywhere. We return next.
The Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. KUFO Portland! Why do you have to put that image in my head? A lot of flopping. Slapping around. <laughs> God almighty, that's not right. It's the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us. It is Thursday morning. It's 503-228-4101. You were talking about the possible issue of conjugal visits or the issue of possible conjugal visits. No, is one are. being given away? Well, I'm just saying. Oh, is that the prize for today? If they win the contest? Hey, now now you're talking. Hey, nah. According to Byron's article, idea. I think that was Tim's idea. Jessica has, in fact, been asked out seven times. And that was as of like three days ago when Byron Beck was there. So uh, it's not like there aren't any number of men in the audience, uh, you know, who would take her up on that offer. I'm just saying. And Katie's special man has been without her loving touch for, you know, going on two weeks now. I have to tell you, even though I know that they both really stink, like Jessica (laughs) still looks really pretty. She does. I saw her yesterday. I mean, she looks a little shiny and her shirt's gray. Maybe even when you smell like sewage, you are so fine. I can barely put it into words. Uh, it's a five zero three two two eight four one zero one. Anyway, so you were just talking about the, the being a bunch of slapping noises that I've just. Right, Sam Kinison actually used to do this. Uh, I saw Kinison live one time, and he did this routine about how he and a woman had videotaped themselves um, in the act of uh, love. Sweet, sweet love. Well, he noted that you don't look like you feel, though. He's like, you know, you think that you're just like he called himself. What he said, he said, you, you feel like Zor, the effer from the fifteenth dimension, or something. I think is how he put it. And he said, really, you look like a shaved polar bear humping it out with Louis Anderson. So, there you go. It's 503. You are full of awful today. That's not me. That's uh, that's Sam, baby. I'm just the conduit. Uh, Rick Emerson is just passing this along. By the way, I want to clarify a couple of things that we said earlier in the program. This is um this is sort of like when newscasters will do, they'll do a retraction or they'll they've made an error and they want to they want they want to clarify something just I'd never you know, do that. for the record. No, no, no. This isn't you, Tim. This is of course Sarah and myself. Somebody said, "Hey, so I heard about the engineers uh, taping Sarah in the porta potty. Where can I watch this tape?" It's not that kind of tape, sir. Uh, we were talking about duct tape. Uh, this is at a certain point. Sarah was in one of the porta johns, and while distracted by the many bright, shiny beer bottles that were littering the floor of said porta john, she heard the <laughs> sound of duct tape, and then realized that they were trying to fasten you inside the toilet. But like, I just got my sweet, sweet vengeance accidentally, mind you, because the engineer who taped me in was John. And I was trying to get a hold of the engineers for this uh, next live hit that we're doing. And I guess it's his one day off, and I accidentally just called him and woke him up. Awesome. Did you just hang up right away when you realized your mistake? I was like, oh, sorry, my bad. Bye. Good for you. <laughs> well done. It's uh, 503-228-4101. In just a moment, we'll pay a visit to Court and uh, Fatboy. They are on site at Survive It and Drive It. Dick Hanna Dodge, corner fourth plane and auto mall uh, drive where Greg Nibbler and myself will be this afternoon. Tim Riley's tracking the following headlines for you on this Thursday. Oh, this poor bank robber. It seems that the teller at the Hillsborough Bank couldn't read his robbery note. John and Elizabeth Edwards will have a $53 million divorce. That's coming up shortly. And also, one more thing. Oh, a Florida homeowner finds a nude man covered with feces in his pool. Why all the feces? I don't know. feces today? Why always with the excrement? Oh, did you hear there's a John Edward? They're saying now there might be a John Edward sex tape. Oh, why do feces uh, remind you of that? I don't know, actually. That's a good question. Uh, but it, it just makes me think of like a Fisher Price man, uh, you know, sort of getting it on with somebody. He probably reminds Elizabeth Edwards of that. Yes, I suppose. <laughs> In uh, a few moments more, Kelly Clark from the uh, Willamette oh, Week will be to uh, talking to us. Hello, Kelly. How are you today? I'm all about feces and Fisher Price toys. Well, okay. <laughs> Aren't we all? What might you be gracing us with later on? Zombies. Excellent. Tons and tons of zombies. And food porn. Have you created a uh, special food porn for Katie and Jessica who are ensconced in the vehicle? Absolutely. I'm going to miss them. So, you know what? It's it's a send-off for them. This is really your last chance to sort of... Uh, you Connect. Know, the, the, any sort of oral <laughs> connection uh, with them. It is that time once again. 
Rock 101 KUFO's Survive It and Drive It Update. Live from Decana Dodge in the giant Vancouver Auto Mall. Gordon Fatboy are on site at Dickhanna Dodge at the giant Vancouver Auto Mall, fourth plane at Auto Mall Drive, where the Survive It and Drive It contest enters now its 7,495th day. Uh, what, is the, uh, what is the general vibe on the scene, gentlemen? Uh, sleepiness. Uh, yeah. Not much happening at all. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't even think the girls are awake. No, it, it's very fogged over. It's sort of like, uh, remember that booth that Brent Spiner was trying to keep track of in Independence Day? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, and, and there's that strange tentacle creature that's all like, die. <laughs> that's sort of what the, the yeah. That's well, then it's time for somebody right to get now. his Pullman on and uh, and go over there and rouse them out of their it. slumber. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey! Roll the window down, please. <laughs> oh, you don't want to do that. No. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. no. Oh, my God. It's all right. It's still just sort of like just sitting in that general. You don't want to anger that steam in there. Uh. It's like a solid wall of steam. None of it is actually moving. Oh no, back it's not. Out. No, I can. No, okay. I can smell it. Right. No, there's something uh, in that so, truck that'll take John Lee. Oh. Don't you don't. Oh no. Oh. Anyway, morning, guys. Morning. Oh. Uh, one of you's going to lose. Just wanted to remind you. <laughs> um, also, also have a uh, a news flash. Um, I have seen the results myself. Me. One of you. And I'm, at this point now, I'm going to turn away from them so they don't know, so I don't betray my knowledge oh, by actually bastard. looking one or the other of them in the yeah. eye. I, my back is to them. Okay. One of you is way behind. Yeah. Ridiculously behind. As in, there's almost no chance, even if one of you could figure out a way to, to rig the vote computer style, you couldn't catch up. One of you is that far behind. So, anyway, just wanted to let you know that. I'm going to go yeah. back down here now. Enjoy your uh, steak. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have some coffee. <laughs> um, I like how yeah. you were all just, you were all like Eric Draven just now with it. You know, they're all dead. They just don't know it. <laughs> I mean, like one of you is so hopelessly behind that you can never catch up no matter what you do. Enjoy your morning. Think about that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so I am going to be out there later today. We uh, will reveal the next half not of this. One of these two, not if one of these two comes to their sentence, senses. Well, I almost wonder. It's like a Monty Hall kind of a thing where you want to say, you know, the, 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 you know, if you'd like to quit right now, we have a we have a toaster oven, you know, that we could give yeah, you right. if you just want to opt out at this very moment. But you I, can take what's in the box. Yeah. I'll be uh, I'll be out there uh, later on today, and we're going to have um, something for them, and we'll we'll give them the, the, all the details on this next hour. But essentially, I'm going to be moderating. I'm going to be like the Gwen Eiffel of surviving and driving. I'm going to be moderating a debate between Jessica and Katie. So they're going to be in the front seats. I'll be in the back seat between the two of them. And I've now been informed that I'm going to have to bring at least one change of clothing that will have to be burned or put in oh, some yeah, sort of a, yeah. uh, yeah. a biohazard bag when, when all of that is said and done. So I'm going to be moderating uh, a debate between the two of them. But I think, I'm just saying for me, I, you know, we're really up against it now. We're heading toward the finish line. The debate is going to be happening I, why not offer just the sweet touch of humanity? Uh, not me, of course. That you, you do. I mean, nor oh, anybody that I know or I care about. I'm just saying the conjugal visit thing. You're just dismissing it out of no. hand, oh. like it's not worth considering. Yeah, no. Listen, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm not going to make you do it, Court. I mean, it's just you know. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, so, somebody. One of you will have sex, sex with, with Court later on today. <laughs> I mean, it's like asking somebody, okay, do you want to have a three-way with, you know, a roadkill deer and a dead hippie? I mean, that's what it smells like in there right now. You do not want any part no. of that. I, I'm just, look, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm not making this offer on her behalf. I'm not that guy. But if we were to open the phones right now and say, look, uh, Jessica wants to make out with somebody and she doesn't really care who, uh, this is your chance. Get in line. Don't, this is, and that's just for test purposes. Don't go calling Greg about that. You know that we would have applicants stacked like 15 deep. 
<sighs> yeah, yeah I, I think this close to the end, though, especially and considering the insurmountable lead one of them has over the other, if one of them really wants to make out with someone else, yeah. They could just get out of the truck. That's <laughs> true. At this point, I mean, the, the the hope of a conjugal visit. We're like, what? What? What are we? Like forty eight hours away from the yeah. end of this contest, essentially. Yeah. If if they haven't boinked in that time, they'll make it the forty eight hours. If they even really want to make it the forty eight. And hours. do you really want to add the smell of sex to what's already in there? <laughs> no. That, that takes the takes the full on chemical warfare. Yeah, you guys thought throwing like a tray of oysters in the back was bad. <laughs> Uh, all right, then. Uh, on that note, gentlemen, we will uh, check in with you next hour. That's Court and Fatboy. They are on site at uh, Dick Anna Dodge, corner 4th Plain and Auto Mall Drive. In just moments, we'll talk to Kelly Clark from Willamette Week. She has another exciting installment of food porn specifically tailored for our uh, remaining contestants. Tim Riley has more news. Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com coming up later on the day as well. Uh, plus, you'll have... Um, you're going to have your chance at the Winnipeg Pair of Passes to see Motorhead and the Reverend Horton Heat. We should note that in addition to me being out there this afternoon, I'll be there. Greg is going to be there. I'm going to be uh, conducting this debate. And I, I have to find myself some sort of a like a, a mask thing. I think you need to some, need a mask for like your whole body. Like a whole, like one of those Devo suits that the guys wear in Seriously, E.T. when they go to like... if you're sitting in that car unprotected, like I, you shouldn't come to work on Friday. I to touch your skin. You're not going to be able to get that smell off of well, you. Well, that's... See, you guys said that you were smelling it all for the, like, the rest of we the day. We smelled it in Greg's car. And Greg's car was parked nowhere near it. Greg and I were nowhere near the smell. Oh, uh, so I'll be out there today. Greg will be out there, and we'll be doing. Um, we're going to have the two girls debate. Essentially, we'll give some more details on that. We should also note that there will be yes, zombies on hand this afternoon. So Kelly Clark has some zombie stories she's going to uh, bring to the table here in just a few minutes. We are also going to have zombies on hand to survive it and drive it today. Our special guest Baron von Gulu from Fright Town will be there. And, uh, you know, the, the, we had uh, the, the zombie prom that we were part of a while back. And so some of those guys are going to be out there this afternoon, uh, including some of the zombies from Fright Town, the haunted attraction opening October 3rd at Memorial Coliseum. And they're going to have uh, free tickets and discount passes uh, to give away. And we are premiering Zombieland tonight as well. It's Zombietastic. So we'll start all that right now with a pair of passes for you to see Zombieland tonight. The KUFO premiere of that if you are caller 10 at 503-228-4101. Coming up next, Kelly Clark from Lama Week. Stay there. It is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Rock 101 KUFO, survive it and drive it. From Dick Hanna Dodge and the giant Vancouver Auto Mall. Who will win a Dodge Ram truck? Thanks to Domino's, Lazy Boy Furniture, Jackson's Food Stores, and 7-Up. Putting the cult in pop culture. I've never seen any of the Star Wars movies. And show returns. This is Rock 101 KUFO. Well done, Brent. Wow, that was epic. <laughs> That's awesome. It's the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. It's Thursday, October 1st. Thank you for joining us. It's 503-228-4101. Tim Riley has more news coming up this hour. At 8 o'clock, we'll talk to Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com at 820. Another check-in with Corden Fatboy there on site at Survive It and Drive It, where uh, I will be alongside Greg Nibbler and Zombies this afternoon. Kelly Clark from Willamette Week. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm not stuck in a truck. No, I mean, really, (laughs) that's the thing. I mean, that's one in the wind column, right? Yeah, pretty much. That's what I just keep waking up every morning and telling myself. Every At day least that, I'm not uh, stuck in a truck. Every day that you are alive and not sitting inside a metal box of your own leavings. I mean, that's... Uh, I mean, it, your own that's leavings. a win. You're I mean, that, it sound like they're leavings. soiling themselves. Well, I'm not... Well, actually, well, Katie, to be fair, asked if she could soil herself. 
That's right. She asked if she, she could asked? wear. A, she asked if she could wear a diaper. That is that's hardcore. The day. Well, this is. And I mean, look. Wow. Let's just let's just call it what it is. This this is like thirty seconds after she uh, made the unfortunate uh, racial racial comment on the air. Uh huh. She. We finished that whole. I mean, and that was just like. That was awkwardness of a kind that I've never, I won't say I've never experienced it, but that was awkwardness of a kind I haven't experienced for, for a long time. We wrap it up. We finish the show. She leaves. Susan Reynolds is sort of taking, because this, this building's kind of a maze, and so Susan is, is escorting her back to the front, and I think Katie pulled her aside and said, um, so, I mean, if I wanted to wear, like, an adult diaper in the truck, could, and I think Susan at that point just didn't want to hear anymore. It was like, no, no, Stop we are talking. not talking about this anymore. Stifle yourself right now, woman. Uh, if she would have just kept on that track. She probably could have terrified everyone out of the truck in, like, two hours. But see, the thing is, my whole thing about that is, like, I don't think she thought that through because, look, I've never used an adult diaper, but I'm assuming it operates pretty much like a kid diaper, right? In that... You gotta throw, like, where was she thinking yeah, she would self- throw that to? Like, where? It's not self cleaning. It's not a dishwasher. It's, it's not, I. Uh, Maybe, I, that's what I was saying. Maybe she has bowel problems that she didn't want to talk about before. <laughs> but I wouldn't those, wouldn't those have become evident by now? Have, I mean, if she have had. Have we checked her for adult diapers? No, I. Well, no, because I think she was told she couldn't use them. That was the thing. Did uh, anyone check? You should probably check no, today when I, you go I'm down saying, there. I'm, I'm saying, you know, like, maybe we said no, but. Maybe the diaper said yes. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes say no, but your sphincter says yes. Oh. All right. Let's move on from that. Now, let's talk about zombies, Kelly Clark. Oh, man. It is a zombie-filled week. Uh, last weekend on a Christmas tree farm in Beaver Creek, Oregon, about 100 people gathered to wage zombie warfare. They had uh, basically a war game. Uh, this company called Northwest Tactical uh created a zombie apocalypse game so about i think it was 30 or 40 people dressed up as shambling you know bloody drooling zombies and then other people dressed up well some were civilians some were doctors and some were paramilitary troops and used biodegradable uh airsoft ammo and shot them that is fantastic it's the best thing ever and was this to promote the game the zombie apocalypse game no this was the zombie oh, this apocalypse is the zombie apocalypse this game. is the first right, one okay. and now he's going to do one next spring because it, it went so well he's going to get all the permits uh to do live explosions and have helicopters <laughs> and like auto vehicular warfare it's pretty great and the reason i can tell you all of this because it, it because it's already gone is uh we had a reporter embedded on the scene Kind of apocalypse now style with the uh, like the zombie the zombie brigade one oh five or whatever it yeah, is yeah exactly he was and he uh, videotaped a bunch of it so we've got a ton of videos on the site on wweek dot com he's got an entire diary we've got a photo slideshow of the aftermath of what happens when you get shot with an airsoft bullet it breaks the skin so this it's is really like, um, disturbing it's like a civil war reenactment with more brain eating yes with tons of brain eating and our reporter. I, I shouldn't give it. You know what? He got turned into a zombie halfway through. This is. I, so he still reported as a zombie, but it was just there was a lot more call for brains in the middle of this reporting. It was hard to transcribe, though. Exactly. It was just a lot of guttural grunting noises and uh, glottal shock. So th- I I like the idea also that it was on uh, like a Christmas tree farm because yeah. that adds that sort of hint of strange menace to it somehow. It's so odd. Uh, the gentleman who runs Northwest Tactical Adventures is a former Marine. His name is James Gunn. His last name is Gunn. There you go. And uh, they created this company a couple years ago to do basically what they call team building exercises, but with guns. Guns that shoot you with plastic pellets, but still, they're guns. And so um, they became part of a nonprofit that supports zombie arts. 
last year and then thought, dreamed up this entire game that was basically a military war game with airsoft guns, but with zombies. That and is fantastic. So cool. they're looking right now for more volunteers for the for the next game next spring. Oh, no, really? So can, this is like the city for them. They are, yeah, they oh, are yeah. in the right place for this. It's amazing. And I saw the photos, and man, these people went all out. There was, you know... Old, you know, 50, 60 year old teachers with blood streaming down their face, gnawing on, you know, pretending to gnaw on raw meat and groaning and screaming and guys dressed up in full military gear. I mean, it was hardcore. I think that as a society now, we have decided we have we have taken a sort of cultural vote and we have decided that zombies and vampires are the two creatures that we like the most. And Absolutely. it's very much like a gender division uh, thing, too. I mean, there are exceptions, but I mean, you know, but, but the vampires are to chicks as zombies are to guys, for the most part. But they do represent sort of different sections of the human psyche. Those are the two undead or walking dead creatures that we have latched onto as the representation of whatever it is we're, uh, you know, anxious about at the time. So uh, they'll uh, they'll be with us for all time. So it's like a therapy session, Wonderful. too. Yes. Uh, have we created... Well, I should ask before we do anything else, uh, is there anything else of note that you want to mention before we plunge into food porn here? The only other thing is we've got a great cover package this week called Censored. Uh, there's a there's a group called Project Censored that scours through old blog posts. They scour through scientific journals and find the 10 stories that they think the mainstream media is underreporting or just plain ignoring. And we've got the top 10 of them, and they are in the paper this week. Excellent. Yeah, cool. Without further ado, Kelly Clark is here with another installment of food porn. This is something you've created for Katie and Jessica, who are in the trial. Last week we had a food porn breakfast, uh, which is mm-hmm. about a succulent meal uh, enjoyed at home with one's loved ones. Yes. Uh, after sleeping in a bed, which they are also uh, not able to do at the moment. So you have uh, sort of a companion piece for that today. Ladies and gentlemen, from Willamette Week, Kelly Clark's food porn. Sometimes life is tough, and you feel like you're just stuck, like you can't get out, like you're stuck in neutral, like in a more metaphorical sense, you're stuck like in a truck, marooned in a, in a sea of asphalt. At times like that, what you really need is a cold, crisp beer. I mean, nothing else is really going to do. Just think of it, your hand closing around a bottle of perhaps Miller Lite or Miller High Life. And you think about it and you think of happier times and and you open it and it it does that little snick because it opens and it releases a majestic river of hoppy goodness right down, down, rolling through your gullet. And then what's next to it? But a shot of Jack. And you're like, why? That's for me? And we're like, yeah, yeah, that's for you. And you're like, oh, that's so thoughtful. And you just take it and you snack it on down. And there's a trail of fire that runs down your throat. And you're like, thank you. Life is so good. And for a second, you feel all whole again. You feel like you could do anything. It feels like you could just take charge and you could pop that truck into drive. And you could drive away from all of this <laughs> on down the road, drinking your Miller High Life and taking another shot of Jack. Until you get arrested for DUI. But you can't. Because you haven't won. And you might never win. And all that'll be left to you is empty, empty bottles of beer. In a porta potty. In a porta potty. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Kelly Clark's Food Porn. Read her in print of the Willamette Week or online at WWeek.com. Straight ahead, more news from Tim Riley, 8 o'clock, Mr. Skin for MrSkin.com, and another update from Gordon Fatboy on site at Dick Anna Dodge. Don't go anywhere. Back after this. Share your thoughts with billions. Look at me, I'm not wearing my panties today. Aww. Aww. Call 503-228-4101. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show returns. This is Rock 101 KUFO.
It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 and KUFO. Coming up at the top of the hour, Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. We'll also pay another visit to Court and Fatboy. They are on site at Survive It and Drive It at Dick Hanna Dodge. Uh, don't forget the online voting is going on right now. It started yesterday at 3 p.m. goes all the way to tomorrow. That is Friday at 4 p.m. And then we'll announce the winner Friday at 5. So tomorrow, 5 p.m., the winner will be announced. Uh, this afternoon, Greg Nibbler and I will be uh, in attendance as well. We're going to be hosting a debate and I'll be moderating that between uh, Jessica and Katie within the truck. So uh, that debate will be happening today at Decana Dodge. There's also going to be zombies in attendance as well. So really, it's zombies everywhere today. I, there are zomb- I mean, you, I mean we, we are riddled with zombies. Zombies are ubiquitous and omnipresent in Portland. Don't forget, tonight is the Zombieland premiere, the KUFO premiere of the movie Zombieland, starring Woody Harrelson. That is happening tonight, and uh, we are going to have uh, Baron von Gulo, who is from Fright Town, the haunted attraction, opening October 3rd, Memorial Coliseum. They're going to have some free tickets and discount passes to give away. That is happening tonight, the Zombieland screening. KUFO. At the news desk, your personal savior, Tim Riley. Live from the Alpha Broadcasting Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. Good morning. It is 744. Expect partly cloudy skies today. Highs in the 60s. Breaking news. Now Nike is denying that it signed a new endorsement deal with Michael Vick. Now USA Today reports one of Vick's agents announced the supposed deal yesterday at a sports symposium. No way, said a Nike spokesman. There is no deal whatsoever. In a prepared statement, the company said, quote, Nike does not have a contractual relationship with Michael Vick. We have agreed to supply a product to Michael Vick, as we do a number of athletes who are not under contract with Nike. So uh, that's where it stands right now. So I guess... Uh, so this is where they, they would just be his, like... His people jump the gun. They would give him... They'd just be giving him shoes or whatever. So it sounds like one of two things. Either A... It was a test balloon. Like Nike was wondering whether or not they could do some sort of an endorsement exactly. deal with him, and so they now released. Now they know. <laughs> yeah, and, and now they know that yeah, the people have given that Deal'll a strong thumbs down. Or it's that thing where like Vic's, uh, you know, representation. They're trying to make it happen by just sort of saying, uh, "We've worked with salespeople in the past that have done that, where they would just sort of put out an email or an announcement saying that something was going to take place, then assuming that once they said it was going to happen, it had to happen, which doesn't ever uh, work out that way. By the way, here's uh, Tim Riley. Then police say a bank robbery attempt in Hillsborough failed after a teller told the woman who handled her a threatening note she couldn't read it. 30-year-old woman walks into Wells Fargo branch, hands a note to a teller that said, need $300 or I'll kill you. I'm serious. So the teller said, I can't read this. While the woman stepped away to rewrite the note on a bank slip, the teller hit the <laughs> silent alarm. The FBI soon arrived, arresting the woman. Police say she was under the influence of drugs. Pardon me, I wasn't using the Palmer forward slanting method. Let me uh, go back and rewrite this again. Hey, here's a question. Sarah, did you take uh, cursive when you were in school? I did. Do they do that now? I learned how to type on a typewriter. Do they teach, really? Mm -hmm. On a Smith Corona or an Underwood or something like that? Was it an IBM Selectric 2? I don't know. Was it that kind of... The, the, the IBM Selectric 2 is a typewriter that makes a very distinct sound. There's a unique noise made by well, that typewriter. Yeah, it wasn't like a separate... Yeah, it was just kind of a constant, like, train sounding. And it was a and it was a sort of very... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It had the, the, the bell that went ding as ding. opposed to an electronic sound. And it had like a very... It, it had a hum sort of happening underneath it the whole time. And then the keys sort of made a rattle followed by a click. Mm-hmm. That is the IBM Selectric 2. And then I had to learn how to uh, backspace with that whiteout. Totally. Do you that? With, like the, with the shiny plastic on one side and the whiteout on the other. And you had to backspace like, like the correction spaces tape. and then like retype the letter to get the... Yeah, to get the whiteout over the letter. Well, I imagine they must make... You know, suppose they make typing class mandatory now. I mean, they would have to. I think it's computer... 
Well, you know what I mean, but like keyboard. In other words, yeah. learning how to type on a keyboard. I, yeah. I would think they would have to make it's that. It's basic word. Well, because ba- you, basically that's what it is, basic word. You have to. It's well, not be, called typing, it's a word. Uh, but I guess my point is like using, it, it's using the keyboard. I mean, it is it, typing in the sense that you're probably 90% of the jobs you're going to get now, you're going to be using a keyboard. Well, I would imagine most kids by the age of 10 would know how to do it anyway. That's true, actually. I wonder if that, I wonder, uh, that is a third point to, to ponder. I wonder if they actually have to teach kids how to use a keyboard typing class because they must use that right. like from the day they're born at this point. Correct. Do they teach kids handwriting in class now? I know they don't teach them cursive anymore. Really? Well, that's good. I mean, that's a pointless they skill. They don't? No, I mean, because that, that's the thing that was useless when they taught us. I mean, like, what was the... No, they no, gave no. us a paper-made pen once we accomplished that. Did they give you the... Uh, did you have that weird paper that had, like, pieces of wood in it? It was like the, like the bulk, cheap-ass paper that they would give you that had huge chips and pieces of sawdust in it, and then it had that strange dotted blue line halfway through to show you where the lowercase letters ought to be. Thinking back on it now, it was a waste of time even when I grew up. It's not like it's a waste of time uh, just because of the computer revolution. What was the point of teaching me cursive? Like, what was I ever supposed to use that for? Well, they, they they could not predict the future as we live now. I mean, is that bad? It seems like that probably is it. It was just so I could develop a signature that the bank could use to see if I was stealing from them. There is no point in learning cursive. Your signature cursive. changes all the time. Yeah. My signature and everybody's signature becomes the same thing. It just becomes a scrawled line with a dot over the top of it. Yep. All right. Here's uh, Tim Riley. So now Comcast is denying loose talk that they're about to buy NBC Universal. Uh, this all started yesterday. And uh, NBC Universal's in trouble. They have a 41% drop in second quarter profits. The, the TV industry, as we know, is really going down the tubes because people just fast forward through commercials and don't, don't watch them at all or don't watch programs when they're happening. So they don't know what to do. And uh, nobody's buying TV advertising because it's a waste of everyone's money. Meanwhile, John and Elizabeth Edwards are in for a $53 million divorce. This is from the Inquirer, so we know it's true. Elizabeth Edwards has finally had it. Threatening to divorce uh, John and claim her share of their $53 million fortune. She has uh, dropped the divorce uh, bombshell due to this uh, woman who apparently is going to move into their neighborhood with a love child. So we'll see what happens. Now, somebody told me there was a John Edwards sex tape. That was a thing I read. That uh, would be great. A lot of people would buy that. This morning. I That Riley Hunter woman just seems... <laughs> She seems very unlikable. I don't really know. I mean, it just that's the sense I got off her. And then she probably doesn't um, doesn't strike me as being uh, very exotic and bad either. That's just my read on her, just based on the limited exposure that she's had on television. And John, and really, can you think of somebody you would rather see nude less than John Edwards? And there's just no. You talk about a guy that has just zero sex appeal at all. I mean, even I can see that. There's just there's nothing about the guy, and his head is huge. He's got uh, he's got a huge head. He's got that weird warty thing on his face and that hair. Just goes for miles. I mean, it's like he's wearing... It's like he's got that Darth helmet uh, thing on from Spaceballs, but it's made out of his own hair. He's, uh, he's a very off-putting person. So, uh, comedian Whoopi Goldberg is in trouble for talking about uh, Roman Polanski. And not so... Well, it's kind of weird. Here it is anyway. When an adult has sex with a child, it's called, st- it's called statutory rape. It's not, he was it's not, not called anything charged. else but rape. He's not, he was, was he charged not with? charged. I know it wasn't rape rape. Yeah, there was a statutory rape. I, I, child molest, maybe? I'm I not think sure. It was, something, no? it was something else, but I don't believe it was rape rape. And so, rape rape? Rape rape. That's right. So, <laughs> sounds like a bad Asian translation of something. What are you, you going to watch tonight? I don't know. Let's watch Rape Rape. It's uh, on Channel 5. 
What do you mean? What is she talking about there? I know she tries to clarify her statement. We were talking about Roman Polanski's arrest the other day, and some people got the idea that I was condoning what he did. So I'm going to be very clear. I am reading from prepared text sure given to me by a lawyer. Back straight, because that's my job, particularly about what that's he was job. arrested for and what he was charged with. And here is what it was once and for all. It's the lesser charge of engaging in unlawful sexual intercourse with a minor, not rape, which was my point. So then she goes on to try to make a joke out of it because apparently she's some sort of comedian. Now, someone on a Morning Joe this morning yeah. apparently confused me with uh, a, a someone else when he said he thought I had been molested as a child. Jonathan, honey, the only person who molested me as a child was me. Oh! 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 oh. I did it often. Oh! Think about that oh. as you go on with your day. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg molests herself constantly. Do not want. Oh, damn oh, you, I Tim Riley! Oh, I wish I could unhear that. Damn that. you, Tim Riley! Oh, why do you? I thought she was going to say Jesus for some reason. What do you mean, molested? I don't know, molested by Jesus? The only person that molested me was, was Jesus. I don't know why. I, I filled what does in the that blank. even mean? I don't know. I filled in the blank. Mad libs in my head filled in Jesus. Jesus. Would you fill in myself? Would, is that what you would say? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> is this when we're not taping you in the toilet? <laughs> oh, my God. No, seriously, how would you finish that sentence? I don't know that I would. You mean if Whoopi Goldberg said, No, if, if you were the saying, only person who molested me when I was a child was, was blank. Was yeah, what would I say, Jesus? <laughs> Probably not. No, I mean I don't know how I would finish that sentence. In other words, if I didn't know how she to, ended that, if you had to, if you if there was that sentence and you had to finish it, so if Whoopi Goldberg said the only person who molested me when I was a child was blank, and then I didn't know the last word, who, who would I think? And she's trying to make it like lighthearted. I mean, nobody would do it. I was just gonna say like, Jesus molested her heart or something. <laughs> 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 Won't you let Jesus come molest you with salvation? I uh, I mean, of all the options, nobody would be molesting Whoopi Goldberg for feel, any reason. Feel the warm, uh, the warm embrace of Jesus's. You know, I I don't even know how I would finish that. No, I have nothing. I no, no, I don't think I would finish that with Jesus. I have you asked your therapist why you would finish that with Jesus? No, I've, I mean, I figured that she would go for like maybe a like a. Well, it sounds very Catholic. I don't know, like a like a food reference or something or whatever. Because I think she was a fat kid. I think so. You like, know what? Cupcakes. I was going to say ding dongs, and that just sounds wrong. But I, uh, the, you know, like I can't a fat kid with ding dongs. No, <laughs> I was molested by a fat kid with ding dongs. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, help me down. <laughs> ah, Christ! Here's Tim Riley. So, uh, Tori Spelling has been in and out of the hospital recently with a mysterious stomach ailment. She was rushed there Monday night after experiencing severe abdominal pain and returned yesterday for more tests. She's not feeling any better. Her husband, Dean, uh, was tweaking or tweeting on Monday <laughs> night. Uh, T is in the hospital now with severe stomach pains, and uh, we're trying to get her comfortable. In the meantime, I'm sitting here alone online and really don't care that much. Uh, he also went to the hospital on the night of the Emmy Awards for what he called a really bad stomach virus. 
All right. Are we going to be next, uh, what, next month, two weeks from now, we're going to be talking to the woman who has that book, the, the, the My Husband Left Me for Tori Spelling? <laughs> what is her name? And I'm an angry shoe. Uh, it's Mary Jo, or no, wait, I'll, I'll figure it out here. I don't we're, even know her name. I just I just know her, like, she has that book, the My Husband Left Me for Tori Spelling. That's that's really the only main thing on the press release. I don't even think her well, name's kind of secondary. It's just <laughs> Well, I mean, if you have a marketable skill or, you know, whatever, I guess you're going to go with it. Her skill's being left by her husband? I'm still trying to think about how I would answer the, the, the fill in the, the Whoopi Goldberg molestation blank uh, without saying Jesus. Say, <laughs> Feel the, the, the warm, violating love of Christ's forgiveness. No, there's uh, no there's no way to finish that there. Alright, it's 503 228 It's really hard to think about her with no clothes on. I can't... I, I mean, I, mean I, I know she has to take a bath or a shower at some point, but I, I can't imagine what that would look like. <laughs> Let's all think about that now. Coming up at the top of the hour, Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. Stay right there. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Uh. KUFO! Portland! Creepy. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Now we're getting a lot of text messages that reference Sarah's... Would you fill in myself? Stay, oh, whatever it was you said. Okay. And by the way, to the guy who sent me the photograph of Whoopi Goldberg in a bathtub full of milk, die, oh. die, die. Oh, I've painfully seen painfully and alone. Or she's all like, yeah, it's, it's just making a weird face. It's, it's disturbing. She's just creepy. See, that's my thing. Is like, do you know anybody who finds Whoopi Goldberg attractive? Has she been in a real? I mean, do has she had the notable romantic entanglements that we know of? I, I wanted to say that anyone knows of. No, because she didn't. She date Ted Danson. That's the one I can oh. remember. Because there was that whole thing where Ted wasn't it Ted Danson that showed up in a thick in blackface when they were dating. Why do I think she's a lesbian? I don't know the answer to that. Huh. I I guess enough molestations by Jesus would probably turn you off of men. But the, there was that. I remember that she was dating Ted Danson because they made the Made in America film. It was her and Ted Danson and Will Smith. And then they were at the was it the Friars Club roast? They did some. They were at some roast. And he thought it would be like a goof to show up in blackface. And wow. yeah, it was, it went poorly. And he was like, it's Whoopi's idea. She's black. Look at her. You know, and it, and he, it just went so, so badly. Um, that's the only relationship I can really remember her being in, though. But I mean, clearly somebody somewhere must find her attractive. She, she I mean, must be sought after by someone. Even as a fetish object. By the way, so earlier, uh, about, I don't know, five, ten minutes ago, we had this this soundbite. Do you have the uh, the horrible Whoopi Goldberg soundbite where she talks about the um, Let's see. the molesting herself statement? I will find it here. Um, I was just listening to the China Phillips. Right, well, so we'll get to the just, China Phillips incest statement, but that's coming up, too. Warning, you cannot unhear uh, where, what we're about to play. So here is uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Now, someone on a Morning Joe this morning... Yeah apparently confused me with uh, uh, someone else when he said he thought I had been molested as a child. Jonathan, honey, the only person who molested me as a child was me. (laughs) (laughs) And I did it (laughs) You molested yourself. I just feel the need to go scrub my hands with steel wool. She's a role model for young girls. Yes, she is. Oh, man. And so, so when Sarah said, I thought she was going to say Jesus, not myself, and I was sort of agog at that statement, and Sarah said, she goes, well, what would you have said? So I decided to Google the phrase just to see what, you know, how most people would have completed that sentence. So I went to Google and I typed in, I was molested, just to see how that would, uh, how that would end. Wow, that's really good, Rick. No, I'm just, what would you suppose the, uh, what would you suppose the top result there would be? Uncle. 
No. <laughs> Wait, what? Is there something you're not telling us? First you go right to Jesus, then you go right to uncle. No, the only You're not hesitating at all. The only molestation story I have is when my um, you know, therapist was telling me that Ah, yes, yeah. about the uh, yes. I was I was not the molested. But right. um no, when my therapist decided to bring it upon herself to tell me about like her brother molesting like her daughter or something. Now I'm just picturing you being in a lifetime that Sarah Dillon in Molested by Jesus. The sweet <laughs> violating touch of his forgiveness left her shocked and horrified. Uh, no, first result in Google. I was molested and liked it. Uh, oh. Second result by my father. Third result. This is like a, like some sort of a horrible family feud, so to speak. Uh, Can we guess next? Yes. Okay, um, we have... So here's what we've got. I put into Google uh, the phrase, I was molested by... Uh, the first result was for I was molested was I liked it. Now, if you if you expand the search, if you elongate it to I was molested by first family member that comes back, well, father, yes, then Any, anyone, cousin, cousin, look at you. <laughs> okay, it's sort of unnerving me actually that you a don't have to pause at all. There's no hesitation with all these molestation remarks, is, and that you're just dead on correct so far. The, this is the problem with watching Lifetime movies. I've seen way too much of this. All right, first result for molestation, father. Second result. Cousin. Third result? Brother. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Do you, do we need to, uh, do we need to sit and have a, do we have to have an encounter group of some kind? Well, okay, you, brother you is part third. of your life in Washington State. Well, it is true. It just comes with the territory. It's like winning the reverse lottery when you're born. All right, fourth? Uncle. No, see, uncle, okay. this is, uncle is sixth. Uncle is on those. There's two more. I've got the top six here. It goes father, cousin, brother, blank, blank, uncle. If you're uh, Googling the phrase, I was molested by. Greg, do you have a guess? If you uh, Google the phrase, I was molested by, it ends uh, with the following words. Number one, father. Number two, cousin. Number three, brother. Then there's four and five, which nobody has guessed. The sixth is uncle. Do we have guesses for four and five? Stepfather. No. Stepfather, not on the list. Greg? I'm sorry. Do we? Okay. I don't. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Uh, so not stepfather. What? Mother? No. No, mother not oh, on there either. Oh, I know. Teacher. No. Oh, here, that was a good one. Here's the final six results. Guidance if, counselor? Google, if you Google the phrase, I was molested by my, uh, by blank, it goes father, cousin, brother, Michael Jackson, followed by, followed by sister, followed by uncle. So there you go. Uh, you know, you're only 80% accurate or whatever the hell that is. Okay. This, um, this whole thing is awkward. Oh my God. Somebody's texted said that Whoopi Goldberg, uh, was married to slash is married to Frank Langella. That can't that be true. Can't There's be no true. way. That's, that, that's, Who's Fra that? Frank Langella. He just played Nixon in Frost Nixon. He was. Uh, he's in um, Superman. Wars. He's Perry White in Superman. It, he's he's in, he's in uh, Star Wars also, isn't he? No, you're thinking of Christopher Lee. Oh, uh, he, he looks a William lot Paley. like Christopher Lee. He was William Paley in Good Night and Good Luck. He's also Let's uh, walk carefully through these next few minutes, gentlemen. He's also the uh, he's also the creepy uh, he's the creepy pedophile guy in Lolita. That's not true. I I reject that will be. I think he's was... too smart for that. No, there's I can't I can't get with that. All right, it's five zero three two two eight four one zero one. In just a few uh, minutes, we'll talk to Court and Fatboy. They are uh, on site at Survive It and Drive It. In just like uh, thirty seconds, here we'll talk to Mr. Skin at MrSkin.com. Tim Riley's had a track in the following hopefully uh, non horrifying headlines on your Thursday. Well, Chanda Phillips goes on Good Morning America, and she talks about uh, her sister Mackenzie's incest problem. Obviously, Jesus had a plan for this. I think that he did it intentionally. Jesus is busy these days in the molestation business. She, she just said that Jesus did it intentionally. Did you hear that? Jesus did it intentionally. It was He tried to say that he tripped, and it wasn't. I know what tripping looks like.
And we're going to visit the uh, Bikini Baristas again and see what they're up to. This whole program is just gals. so unbelievably awkward uh, today. It's going to be one uh, of those days when my parents are driving through Oregon and I don't realize it. So uh, we heard your uh, show today. This this will be like the uh, the day that they've decided to air check us and send us off, to, you know, send like the tape off to the president and a series of consultants. All right. It's 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101. Coming up next, Court and Fatboy. They'll be on site at Survive It and Drive It. And we'll talk to Mr. Skin as well, plus Tim Riley at the news desk. You stay there right there. It's the uh, Rick Emerson Show live from Portland. Don't go anywhere. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Share your thoughts. We'd like to glean it from your brain, your tasty, tasty brain. The Rick Emerson Show returns. It's really hard to think today. This is Rock 101 KUFO. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. By the way, apparently... The unfortunate news that we heard is true. Frank Langella did, in fact, live with Whoopi Goldberg for five years. They met on the set of the film Eddie. Wow. Like concentric layers of bad. It's 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101. Tim Riley's tracking these headlines on your Thursday morning. So Nike is now denying reports. They came out earlier this morning saying that they're giving Michael Vick his endorsement deal back. They say, no, it's not going to happen. Uh, fewer guests are being interviewed by Jay Leno on his new program. Both ABC and CBS don't want their stars to appear on the program. And we're going to visit those bikini baristas in Everett again. And awesome. talk to one of the gals who used to work there. That's fantastic. Do we have the awkward uh, China Phillips uh, sound bites on the way as well? We do, yes. Still more of them. Uh, that story, and you're really right about that, sir. Every time I, I mean, you would think... You would think he would peak the first day with the whole, hey, I had an ongoing consensual incestual relationship with my dad. Uh-huh. That at that point, there's really nowhere else to go. But it just, that was really just the opening shot in the whole thing. It just continues to get weirder with every passing day. Mackenzie Phillips has kind of disappeared. Now it's just like all of the, like, hanger honors. Now she's just tagged her sister to uh, to come on and uh, and be interviewed in the camera and just and to say a whole bunch of cringe-inducing things. Incidentally, if you are looking for the podcast, uh, I should make the note that we are having some technical issues, but uh, Greg Nibbler is working through that with aplomb. The uh, man will get it done. Yeah, he will. Um, yeah, he will persevere. That will be uh, that problem will be remedied. So uh, yeah, we're we're aware of that issue and we are working on it right now. It's five zero three two two eight four one zero one. It's that time once again. Rock one zero one KUFO's Survive It and Drive It update live from Decana Dodge in the giant Vancouver Auto Mall. KUFO Survive It and Drive It contest. The voting is happening right now. Voting went live yesterday, 3 p.m., and uh, voting is going all the way through tomorrow, all the way up until 4 p.m. on Friday. And at 5 p.m. on Friday, we will all be out there as we announce the winner of KUFO's Survive It and Drive It contest. Don't forget, you can be voting and watching uh, live at KUFO.com. Our own Court and Fatboy are out there right now. Do, do the do the girls seem to be uh, cognizant of the fact that they are that they're within the the home stretch here, or have they just sort of have they just uh, had an energy flatline for like the last week or so? Well, both actually, because um, they they definitely have the energy flatline. There, there's not much reaction coming out of them. However, I did uh, I did ask them in the same way the fat boy uh, brought it up earlier by by turning my back on them so so as yeah. to not reveal anything uh, by looking at either one of them, uh, saying, "Okay, you guys realize that." Tomorrow, one of you will have sat in a truck for two weeks to win nothing. <laughs> yeah, um, and and they they like, oh yeah, no, okay, we're, cool. I, we're prepared, we're prepared. We yeah, know. I mean, I think they just sort of gave it like a you know a surface glance as to, you know, okay, well yeah, there is definitely the possibility that um, I'm going to be the one that loses, but that's got to be a small possibility. When he says that one of us is ridiculously behind to a point where the lead is almost insurmountable. 
It, that, that doesn't mean me. Or when you say, like, right. possibly me. There's like a 50-50 chance that you are, in fact, the loser. That they're not really, uh, they're yeah, not processing no, what I've, that means. No, I've, I've looked at the stats. It's not a 50-50 chance. It's like a 90-10 chance that one of these people is going to lose. Yeah. Are they, uh, one, of, one of, the lead is massive. Are they awake uh, and sort of uh, up and around right now? Yeah, they're they're uh, they're actually talking to somebody. I, I think a listener stopped by to uh, chat with them. So uh, we sort of alluded to this earlier, and what we're going to be doing this afternoon is we're going to be out there today doing a debate between Jessica and Katie. So I will be. Uh, Are they questions of your choosing? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm gonna we're gonna I'm gonna put up a thing uh, on the um, uh, on the web page and let you know everybody sort of you know contribute questions if they want. But yeah, I'm gonna uh, be the moderator. I'm gonna ask them a series of questions today. It'll be live on the webcam, and then we'll be doing live shots during uh, Court and Fatboy show this afternoon from three to seven. So I will be moderating that as we try to, uh, I don't know, just try to pry some final answers out of them as we, uh, you know, head down the home stretch of this. And see, I feel sort of bad for you coming down here, um, not just because you have to actually get into the truck and ask them these questions, but it's it's got to be sort of like, you know, someone doing the last debate between Reagan and Mondale in 84, <laughs> really. Because, I mean, like, people are watching the debate and they're holding the debate and the, and the answers mean something, but not really. Not, not with this lead. It's it's uh, so I so I feel bad for you. Richard. It's like as you got into the uh, it, like the like the yeah the third quarter hour of that uh, of that final Obama McCain debate, and you're just going I, I don't know is there anything else on is King of Queens on or something? I just uh, what's the point of this? So well, and I got to ask you. So you're actually going to get in the truck? Yeah, I we're trying to find somebody who has a, like a like a hazmat suit or something that something that, that with which I can shield my person from the noxious yeah. chemicals that are undoubtedly being created in there. Have we moved a hazmat suit already? Because um, Aaron Duran and Scott Daly were over at my house last night uh, recording Geek in the City, and Aaron's, Aaron got a text from you like, do you have a gas mask? That was the and first I thing know. I asked for. I was like, something just to keep me from, like, because frankly, my only concern was the smell. I had really only thought about the smell as it pertained to my nose. In other words, just breathing it in and just going, God, that smells like ass. Um, which really does a disservice to ask, to phrase it that way. But my only concern was just what I was going to be inhaling. And then Sarah and Greg were out there yesterday, and they made the point that the smell, I mean, just having gotten near the truck, the smell then leached onto Greg's clothing like a sentient being and transferred into his car. I mean, it was like the smell hitched a ride in his car back to Portland like it was trying to spread. So, so like, the, like the symbiote from Spider-Man 3? Exactly. Like basically Venom? Okay. I mean, that's, you know, that it's just, that it, it, the smell is like some sort of, uh, it is an airborne version of that outbreak monkey that it is just trying to get everywhere. And so I want to be able to shield myself entirely from that. Uh, well, Rick, there's no hazmat suit for your soul. You know that, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. But really, after hearing about uh, the Whoopi Goldberg molesting herself repeatedly as a child, that has just been permanently tainted at this point anyway. There's, Don't say You will feel Whoopi like Goldberg. you've been molested by Jesus. Yes, and Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg filming it. All right. Um, so are you guys uh, So you guys are going to be broadcasting um, uh, uh, tomorrow. It's going to come during your show, the big announcement of the winner, and then we'll be out there. Yeah. But this is the really the final well, that's afternoon. If, that's if one of them doesn't get out of the truck now. If one of them doesn't realize that they are on the opposite end of this 90-10 split and just go ahead and call it a day. We keep, we keep asking here, like it's going to be here, a foregone conclusion. Right now. Okay, go. Any, anybody want to get out of the truck? Real quick, anybody? No, we're good. All right. Jessica? 
No, she says no. All right. Okay. Uh, well, because like, they, they know you're coming. That's why they don't want to leave. That's the thing. And like in you know in poker terms, they're they're just pot committed at this point. I mean, the, the yeah, there you go. You know, there's just no way they can get out. It just wouldn't make any sense. Uh, we are going to put some zombies uh, from Fright Town in the truck with them today. That's uh, before I get in. There's going to be some zombies. So I think they're, gonna they're get not in messing there. around. They're they're freaky looking. They're freaky, and I think they're just going to stare at them. I don't even think they're going to talk. I think they're just going to look at them and occasionally like smack their lips. So you got that. Well, to look what's forward what's to. great about that the Fright Town guys is that once they get in that truck. They'll actually smell like zombies. Like when you, you see them at Fright Town, you, you will think they're actual zombies because they will smell dead. It's going to be method acting. All right, there's a Court and Fat Boy. They are on site at uh, Dick Hanna Dodge, the giant Vancouver Auto Mall corner of Fourth Plain and Auto Mall Drive. Hi, Rick Emerson. Show who might this be? This is Jeff. Hello, Jeff. How can I help ye? Uh, well, we'd like to uh, actually work for an environmental company. We handle uh, hazardous waste, and we would. Uh, like to offer our services and drop off a Tyvek suit possibly for you and a uh, respirator. And drop off a, a what suit? A Tyvek suit. It's a suit you put on, kind of like coveralls. But oh, it's like the like the hazmat, the... Uh, we're here to investigate the Ebola outbreak suit. Exactly, yes. Awesome. Uh, now, wh- what kind of uh, environmental waste do you deal with, if I can ask? Um... All the nasty stuff you don't want to think about. So is this, yeah. I mean, nasty like radioactive or nasty like, uh, you know, like, uh, is it a poo suit? I mean, is that really what it's what we're talking about here, or is it just uh, is it just filth in general? No, it, it's it, this is just basically just a, a simple type of suit like you wear just to protect you from smells or any type of chemicals you do not want to get on you. All right, so if you're having to deal with something that might be, you know, might be toxic or an irritant or something. Uh, so now with this, do you think shield me from the various uh, layers of filth and horror that are waiting for me inside that truck? Absolutely. That would be awesome. I would be oh, eternally in your debt, sir. Him. No, really, well, I'm just saying it because then it's, let me ask you this, what about smell? Am I still going to have to uh, get rid of my clothing that I'm wearing or will this keep out the odor as well? No, it should do a pretty good job in keeping out the odor. We can, uh, you can use some duct tape and tape up the zipper and, and tape up the sleeves. Put some gloves on. You'd be, you'd be golden. Excellent. I like what we're saying. Fantastic. Uh, what is the name of your company again? Terra Hydra. Excellent. All right. Thank you. you know, and plus, here's an added uh, advantage there. If the engineers get bored and decide to tape me up inside a toilet, that it might uh, <laughs> protect me from that as well. And plus, whatever other filth might be in there. Did you say that there were, there were uh, empty beer bottles there or beer cans? There were empty beer cans in there, and it was... That porta potty's been used. Ugh, good God. All right. Uh, we want to remind you that KUFO's premiere of Zombieland, speaking since it's apparently all zombies all the time uh, this week, KUFO's premiere of Zombieland is happening tonight. That is tonight, tonight, tonight. Uh, uh, and uh, we are going to have some special guests there. Baron Von Gulo from Fright Town, the haunted attraction opening October 3rd. And Memorial Coliseum is going to be there. They're going to have free tickets and discount passes for Fright Town to give away the screening. That is Zombieland premiering tonight from KUFO. If you are caller 10 right now at 503-228-4101, you will win your yourself uh, the last pair of passes to the screening of Zombieland from the show. So you want to be caller 10 right now at 503-228-4101. We come back. Tim Riley has more disturbing sound bites from China Phillips, and somebody has the best suggestion yet in the contest. That's coming up next. Stay right there. More of the Rick Emerson Show in mere moments. Only on Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show returns on Rock 101 KUFO. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 and KUFO. Join us tomorrow when our guests will include Aaron Duran from geekinthecity.com and uh, Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. Bit of a uh, scheduling conflict with him today. Uh, you know, this, the world of boobs is always so busy. 
Uh, so Mr. Skin tomorrow, Aaron Duran tomorrow, and of course tomorrow the voting stops at 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Friday is when the voting for KUFO Survive and Drive It Contest. I mean, in a weird way, this seems to have been gone on, going on forever, but it, it also just seems like it began. It seems like it just a blink of an eye. We were sort of had, you know, interviewing those guys. It's like an abusive relationship. It is, actually. Yeah. And we, we are the we abusers. We love it, <laughs> but, but despise it, but more so love it. And we're the abused, now that I think about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, on it's that a, it's note... A, yeah, it's a weird relationship we're having with that truck and the ladies. I am going to be sitting in the truck this afternoon. Now, fortunately, it looks like we've got a, a hazmat uh, outfit that uh, listener Jeff's going to bring us. So I'll be sitting in that outfit this afternoon. Um, but you know what that means? If he's bringing you the outfit, that means you have to put it in your car when you're done. Oh, uh, that's true. Well, I got a trunk, though, as opposed to, like, Susan, who I think has to take that uh, the monkey costume or whatever it was. I think that um, I think she's actually got to take that back to the costume place. Which means that that, uh, that costume has to go back inside uh, her car. So, oh really, oh, really, he did? Oh, the guy actually said I can burn the suit after. Yeah, he said you don't have to keep it or give it back. That is fantastic. Maybe All you right. can have a little bonfire outside of the truck. Hey, uh, Greg, FYI, I'm looking in Survive Audio, and I don't see that subfolder. Okay, let me. Um, so we can check. We have the uh, rap performances by Katie and Jessica. We'll try to get to at least a little bit of that uh, here. So I will be out there this afternoon along with Greg, and I'll be moderating a debate between Katie and Jessica. Um, if you have questions you would like me to ask them, of course, you can send those to Rick Emerson, uh, to Rick at RickEmerson.com. Rick at RickEmerson.com. And right here in my hands, I hold <laughs> the final wrinkle, the final edition uh, to the Survive It and Drive It contest, which uh, somebody just suggested this, and I, uh, I won't give it away. We'll uh, we'll reveal this this afternoon. But and this was a, a listener who emailed this in, right? This was a listener suggestion uh, that we will be unveiling this afternoon. It was actually so brilliant that I immediately wrote uh, wrote it down and sealed it in an envelope, uh, and we will unveil this this afternoon. The final uh, the, the hurdle, the final hitch, the final uh, detail, one might say, in this contest. And it's messed up. <laughs> it, it really is. Um, it's quite something. So we'll uh, we'll get to that this afternoon. That'll be four to six uh, at uh, Dick Hanna Dodge Corner of uh, uh, Fourth Point and Autumn Mall Drive. At the news desk, your personal savior, Tim Ryan. Live from the Alvin Broadcasting Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. Good morning, it's 846. We can expect partly cloudy skies today, highs in the 60s. The Everett City Council has voted to pass a tougher lewd behavior ordinance, limiting conduct in public places. This all goes to the grab-and-go Bikini Hat Espresso Barista Girls. And some of the residents are very upset. One says, I have the right not to see women bare-breasted licking whipped cream off each other's breasts and private parts, and men standing up watching it, said a woman named Chris. Wait, breasts and private parts? That's what it's I like how one is okay for you, but the other is just, that's a well, step too far. I guess breasts are public parts. Uh, <laughs> They're for well, everybody, an- Tim. Another woman says, I do not walk around my house naked for my boy and my friends to see, and I will not tolerate this in my neighborhood. This is drifting into my territory now. Something must be done to protect children. I guess boobs are for all. They are. They belong to the world, whereas your area is... Um... Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, the act of uh, eating whipped cream off of some areas more than others might be a little more graphic. Well, that is, I guess that is a more more uh, overtly sexual act, maybe. Because yes. mm-hmm. uh, you can't even do that at, the, like, strip clubs no. or whatever, so... So they talked to one of the sweet young things. They used to work at the grab-and-go bikini hut, and she was shocked... At the way that men would ogle her private parts. The customer or whatever would ask, I'll pay you to, you know, do the whipped cream off of the girl's breast. And the, it happened to me. It happened to me while I was working there. And the girl was like, let's do it. And I was like, no. 
There's no way. Jess says her co-worker asked her twice to take her top off and do what a police investigation called the whipped cream show at the grab-and-go bikini hut espresso stand. She says customers offered cash to watch them lick whipped cream off each other. And you're making money, like, but it, something that really bugged me was how the guys would look at you. The just to shut it. As Sarah pointed out, this is what I mean. She, For now, all they're serving is coffee. Because they took a job at a bikini coffee place, right? Yes. Like that, the, that was not the issue, that it was a bikini coffee place. Every, that was perfectly legal. It's just when the tops came off uh, that trouble came to town. So, Well, from sex with strangers to sex with your father, China Phillips was on uh, Good Morning America this morning. And she was asked a question and she sang the answer. There was pushback, though. Your mom. There was pushback? No. Your mom said, I have every reason. It's more satisfying that way, I suppose. How do you navigate your way through what you want to believe versus what you have to accept? Well, there's a song on my record called Eye for an Eye. And it's a really beautiful song written by Von Penn, who is the duo in my group. And it goes. I'm not gonna hate uh, even if shameless. I ache inside. Even if I ache I'm not inside. I'm gonna hurt someone even if I'm justified. I'm not gonna lie even if I've been deceived. An eye for an eye is not the life I choose. I choose to lead. For more about family incest, <laughs> pick up Mackenzie Phillips' sister's new album. I am so pissed. Oh. I love Wilson Phillips. Not and anymore. She is tainting it. Yes. Now I can't love them as much anymore. This sucks. There's a song on my new record about this. It's called Daddy the Rag Makes It Hard to Breathe. Uh, by the way, we have, so this is from that same interview. This is what, who is this guy that's talking to her? Whoever the guy is in Good Morning America. I haven't watched your show in years. I don't know. Some schmuck yeah. uh, on Good Morning America is talking to China Phillips, who... Look, I I know that the, the, what with all the uh, what with all the Jesus talk this morning, it sounds like we're be, we're be, being hard on religion, and I don't mean to uh, that. I don't really mean for it to come off that way. And I think you may be too hard on Mackenzie, but I I'm too what Mackenzie? Never mind, never mind, never mind. Uh, but I get my only point here is that you know there are people who are there are people who have faith, and there are people who are like really aggressively religious. And I think we all know the difference there. And this makes it impossible for me to find China Phillips hot anymore. Like, your thing is you can't listen to Wilson Phillips. And she was. And I have Wilson Phillips. Like, I have, like, their tapes. I have their CDs. No more. It just makes it, yeah, it makes it difficult to find her attractive. Because she was, uh, you know, she was right there with Wendy Wilson in terms of, uh, of hotness in their group. And now I just, and she still looks good, but kind of in a sort of unpleasant kind of pinched off sort of way. So this is, uh, the whatever, some, some dick from Good Morning America talking to China Phillips. And uh, he asks her. Day apart from each other. So I can't help but think that maybe there was some sort of divine reason for it. Your sister comes out. So this is the guy. So he asks her uh, about the coincidence that the story came out on the same day that her record uh, was going to be released, which is pretty amazing, which is sort of an unfortunate uh, coincidence, I think. So let's see. Where is the um, where is that audio? Working hard for this music. How do you process those two emotions? I love my sister very much, and as you know, her book and my record came out one day apart from each other, so I can't help but think that maybe there was some sort of divine reason for it. Your sister comes out. She gives her story. She goes into the media. The response is about her, but far beyond hotlines 
from the Rape, Abuse, and Incest Network. And so they're interviewing her the whole time, and she's got that weird, like, glazed overlook, uh, you know, that sometimes the people get... The hot Jesus lady look. And appara- Exactly. And apparently she sings something else later on. So uh, I'm, undoubtedly, as the week goes on, we'll have uh, yet more audio. Well, if you want to know Phillips. more, buy the record. Here's That's right, Tim. Here's Tim Riley. So ABC and CBS. Oh, sorry, that's me. Oh, I thought you had, no, no, no. had more. Sorry. <laughs> you can't hold back the China, Tim. What was it? Oh, ABC and CBS are discouraging their stars from appearing on the new primetime Jay Leno show. Yes, and now he's fishing for guests and he has a smaller pool of talent. The rival networks are discouraging their stars from appearing. The boycott highlights an unintended consequence of NBC's decision to move the veteran late-night funny man into prime time, making it harder to book TV stars whose appearances could boost Leno's ratings. This used to happen to uh, all the people who went up against Carson, didn't it, way back when? Oh, they they would have booking wars. uh, And, you know, Helen Kushnick, who took over... Uh, the Leno show, when he got the Tonight Show gig, Helen Kushnick would do that thing. If she would call up uh, an agent and say, would say, look, if your guest goes on Letterman, if your guest goes on Arsenio, they will never come out to the Tonight Show ever again. I will I will blackball them from the show if they do any other program, uh, which is the kind of hardball that, that Carson's people apparently used to play. And Johnny had, you know, those guys behind the scenes who were always willing to be the sort of, you know, they were willing to be the villains for him. So let's take a little break from uh, China Phillips and uh, see what uh, Whoopi Goldberg has to say about this unfortunate. Now, someone on uh, Morning Joe this morning apparently confused me with uh, uh, someone else when he said he thought I had been molested as a child. Jonathan, honey, the only person who molested me as a child was me. Why are you playing that again? (laughs) And I did it often. I like. I want to have. I want to have somebody who sits next and to me. People are applauding that, and just sort of repeats whatever it was I just said in a sassy voice. That'll be the next. Uh, you know, the next time uh, budgets go around, that's the thing we're going to. Uh, we're going to add in extra money for that. A sassy echo. Yeah, a sassy echo. Uh, it's. Uh, I see that joke didn't really work. I meant to do it in a sassy voice just there and just repeat your whole thing. Uh, it's late in the day. I have to go sit in a uh, feces-filled truck later I on have today, nothing so, left to add. No, I've got nothing. And it's full of dead crickets, too. Oh, God. That, I, I mean, juice. they're really, they're in a truck filled with insects and trash. This is why the conjugal visit thing, by the way, didn't really seem like such a crazy idea when I first proposed it this morning. Because I think we've had two different stories on the show about people having sex in a dumpster. I mean, like an actual garbage dumpster. So it's not like it's so out of the question that they would want the sweet supple embrace of a loved one in a truck that smells like Insects dead pets. Yeah. Today's conjugal visit. All right. It's 503-228-4101. Make a note of it because we are back tomorrow at 5 a.m. Our guests will include Aaron Duran from geekinthecity.com and uh, we will also be talking to Mr. Skin uh, from mrskin.com. Don't forget tomorrow at 9 a.m. The KUFO half-off sale uh, updates we're featuring such items as a $50 certificate toward the adoption of a lifelong loving companion from the Oregon Humane Society, sheltering homeless animals and fighting cruelty for 140 years. Oregon Humane Society receives no tax dollars. The work is made possible by the generosity of the public, people like yourself. Friday at 9 a.m., you can get a $50 gift certificate to the Oregon Humane Society for just $25, or you can win one right now before you can buy them at 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101 if you are caller uh, number 10. The Rick Emerson Show uh, continues tomorrow with Aaron Duran and Mr. Skin. We want to thank CNN Radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum for joining us today. Also, Court and Fatboy. They were uh, on site at uh, Dick Hannah Dodge. They'll be back this afternoon, 3 to 7. Greg Nibbler and I will be in attendance. Uh, we will be unveiling the final wrinkle in the contest and conducting a debate between Jessica and Katie. We want to thank uh, Mr. Skin for joining us today, Steve Kastenbaum and Kelly Clark from Willamette Week. Rick Emerson Show 
Produced today and every day by the lovely and talented Sarah Dillon for Rock 101 KUFO in the newsroom. Tim Riley on the phones, Greg Nibbler at the front desk, the gatekeepers, Dave Zinn, the webmistress, Bridget from upstairs, Alpha Broadcasting marketing guru, Susan Don't F With Me Reynolds, and the executive producer, Christopher J. Paddock. Coming up next, it is Buzz with Smells Like the 90s. It is Thursday, October 1st, 2009, and that is The Frequency. Kenneth, as always, thank you for listening. Be safe. Watch out for snakes. Bye now. Attention broadcasters in the greater Portland area, your daily show prep is now concluded. Thank you for listening.